right, so we back. Show your work. Mm-hmm. Is yours truly not so with, with with my dog? This is I'm Brown Man X with with my, with my dog Be- Beige Man X. You already know. <laughs> hey man, praise up for DMX before we start this podcast, man. Pray through. You make it. Paul, I hope he makes it through. No, we gonna speak it to existence. He definitely yeah, gonna nah, make he it gonna, through. He, nah, he gonna make it, man. We Somebody speak it to existence. Nah, that's a fact, man. I, He's gonna make it, so yeah. Praise up to DMX, but show your work. We back. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. I think I feel like a lot's happened. You know, in regards to the NBA with college, obviously with the tournament, we got you know we got now baseball season is back. Even though uh, most of y'all, including you, Banks, are very fortunate to be watching your team, I have to wait until Monday because the Washington Nationals have COVID. So, you know. I feel like the kid. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, you know the beginning of Chris Brown. Look at me now. We talking about how you hate from the outside of the club. You can't even get in. Yeah. That's that's how I feel right now. I'm outside the club and I can't get in. I knew this was gonna happen, bro. I knew a breakout was bound to happen. I mean, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. But we'll get into that. We're gonna get into the tournament. We're gonna get into Roy Williams. You know, I thought it was an April Fool's joke because he did on April Fools, but now nah, he, you know, him him retiring. Um, we gonna talk about the NCAA tournament for sure. You know, this is a Final Four championship weekend, um, and a, a very uh, honest discussion about the tournament as well and about the women's side of the game. But you know, we'll get into that. But to start off now, um, the NBA buyouts. Um, you know, as we know, Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin were bought out. They ended up signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Andre Drummond, who was the other uh, high-profile buyout, ended up signing with the Lakers. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge has started a game. Blake has played a little bit as well. They've played okay. Drummond only played one game, but then he hurt his toe, so he's going to miss about a game. Which I think he lost a toenail, if I remember correctly. But the thing about the buyouts, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably the most high-profile buyout market in a while, maybe ever, to be honest. Yeah, I believe so. Just because you got Blake Griffin being bought out and his contract was huge. You got LaMarcus being bought out. You got Andre Drummond and his contract was huge. And that just lets you know, too, like a lot of these teams have a salary cap to shed if they did that. So this is definitely maybe the biggest buyout. And considering the fact that three of those players are from all-stars and, you know, they just basically playing role players now on their new teams. Right. They're, I mean, that was the main thing, too. At one point, all these three guys were the best players on their team. Yeah. You know, Blake was the Blake was the star in the Clippers, and then obviously he got the big contract and got traded to the Pistons, and he was playing. But then you also had LaMarcus with Portland before Dame, you know, Dame took over, and is now the man at Portland, and him being the main option with the, with the Spurs, and then obviously Andre Jumbo with Detroit and then Cleveland. I think that's really what made this interesting. And now, like you said, these guys are now become, are going to be role players or rotation players on the two teams that everybody is picking to make the finals for the most part, honestly, with the Lakers and the Nets. Um, I, it's funny because I don't know if you, there, there's been a whole thing about the small market teams that complained about the buyouts this year, which is hilarious because it's like, at the end of the day, you they did you a favor if you really want to think about it because they gave you money back. Like, mm-hmm. you weren't doing anything with them. Like, had you 
you know, with the small market teams, there's that thing where you know they have to build through the draft and they have to get the free agent signings and the right free agent signings, and they're not going to get superstar talent. But I mean, at the end of the day, like y'all sign these teams, y'all sign these guys to contracts. You know, obviously with the LaMarcus Aldridge situation, it seemed like, you know, that was a little bit more amicable compared to Blake Griffin and, uh, you know, Andre Drummond, Drummond's uh, respective situation. But this just happened to be a year where the players that were, you know, that were on the buyout market were high-profile guys and were once stars on their teams who are in big contracts. And these teams can't afford it anymore, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's just those teams aren't really going to go anywhere and these guys can, you know, contribute. And won a championship with them, so shit. They gave money back. Respectively, these guys gave their money back and signed for what a million, maybe I think no more than two million dollars, mm-hmm. and went to their team. So it's like you can't really, you can't do this thing where it's like, oh, it's the high market. You know, all the high market teams are reaping off the buyout. When mind you, the buyout that buyout market isn't really a high profile thing in the first place. I mean, the right. for, I mean the the, the more recent higher like buyout guy who was a high profile guy and it's just because he was a very good six man was Jamal Crawford maybe mm-hmm. like aside from that it's either at at the best you're, at the best when it came to buyout markets you were getting a good a very good six man right and like you know you, you said it perfect it's not because it's a big market team yes they do have a lot of salary cat it's just if you have the money you spend it you know what I mean like the cast bought out Andre Drummond, so obviously they have the money in because they don't really sign too many big name players who demand a certain amount of money, so they just have to pay. Well, Colin Saxon is definitely and Darius Garland is definitely due for a big paydays. Uh, otherwise, that the last big player they paid money out for was uh, Kevin Love. Love. Yeah, so it's like they got money to spend. So the the bio is basically okay. I think Andre Drummond had about twenty five million somewhere around there left on his contract. So that was nothing to buy him out, and that won't hit the hard salary cap. So that was easy for them to do. Right, and all these guys gave back more than half of their half of their yearly salaries just to get out of their deal. So it's not like they got robbed. It's not like you know Blake Griffin. It's not like. Excuse me. It's not like Blake Griffin was getting paid twenty six million, and then just ran away with twenty six million. Like, no, he gave that money back. Well, Marcus Aldridge gave that money back. Drummond gave that money back. So, I just think the complaints are stupid. Um, and with these buyouts, it's just like I said, it's just more high profile. And the thing is, is there's just been a lot of injuries too. I mean, we know with the Nets, KD's hurt. Well, I think they're just resting him for the playoffs. Honestly, now yeah. Harden has hamstring tightness. You know. And the injury bug hit the NBA hard, you know, kind of transitioning into that because you had Joel Embiid is hurt, Lamelo Ball's out for the rest of the year, Stephen Curry, you know, in one week Stephen Curry got hurt, Le- you know, LeBron James gets the high ankle sprain, now Gordon Hayward's out for four weeks with a, with a right foot sprain, so we'll see how that affects Charlotte, being that you know their best scoring option and their their Lamelo Ball, who was you know the team was really moving forward with him, they're out. You know, listen. This is how sometimes that's just how seasons are, and I think I think the, the thing I don't like is just like how the, the small market teams it always turns into the all oh, the higher market teams are doing this and doing that when it's like, hey, they, it just happened to be one of those years. So, but do you think? Let me ask you a question though. Do you think the, Do you think this guarantees these guys a spot in the finals or no? 
or do you think they're just good signings? I think regardless, they was gonna make the finals. Being the Nets, man, it's just it's it's the Bucks, and we know how they get in the playoffs. It's the Celtics, and you know they they get there in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they tend to not go all the way, and maybe it's because of who they're facing, and they also a younger team. You got two rising stars. Uh, so I think by default, when you got a team with Kevin Durant, a top 15 player all time, you got James Harden and Kyrie Irving, even with those three players and how the NBA is now, to shoot a bunch of threes, I think they were going to make it regardless. So uh, this just adds on to the, you know, the fact that they were going to make it. I mean, they're an injury that they, they going to make it. I think even if, let's say if KD got hurt, you still got Kyrie Irving, you got James Harden. Uh, if Kyrie is hurt, then you still got James Harden, you got Kevin Durant. We saw how that was for like the first couple of games when it was just those two. They put up like 30 and 10 piece uh, just right. with, with each other. So I think the main point is as long as KD is healthy, they make it to the finals and then win the championship. I think at this point, you know, unless Andre Drummond is healthy, unless Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy, uh, it's a clear cut. Uh, favorite Nets to be a clear cut favorite to win. Yeah, I would agree because I'm not. I don't. I don't trust the Bucks ever in the playoffs. The Sixers are a good team, but you know, and they've you know, mind you, they've played well since Joel Embiid's been out. I think their record was like eight and because he comes back tonight after um the you know he hyperextended his knee that ended up being a bone bruise. But I think their record, if I remember correctly, was eight and three since Joel Embiid was out. So they played, you know. Granted, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't shit the bed. They actually had a pretty decent record without him. So they were able to, you know, right, you know, keep the ship, keep the ship rolling since he was gone. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I think they helped the, they, they helped the Nets. You know, it could, they kind of feed into what the Nets were doing. Like Blake could be a, a, Blake and Lamarcus Aldridge are not known for their defense, but now that Claxton is coming, you know, Nick Claxton is coming to his own and he could be kind of the defensive stopper while, you know, Blake and Lamarcus do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, drumming with the Lakers, that's going to be interesting because, you know, he's kind of in a weird... Because I had this conversation with a bunch of people, you know, with, with drumming. It's like, oh, you know, is he going to buy into it? He's a goofball. He's not a good player. He's a cancer. And it's like, Bro, the guy was just the number one option on shitty teams and was dropping 20 and was getting 20, 20 double doubles in his sleep. Yeah, he's like, always, like I you think really his career average is like 11 total rebounds. Like, he played more trying to shoot two, like, three pointers and shit because, like, his teams are so ass that he has no choice but to do that. But I think with, you know, he's, he's 27, 28. He realized he was bought out. He knows, I think he, he know he learns from his mistakes and he understands, like, you know, he, this is a win-win situation for Andre Drummond if he plays well. Because the thing is, he's the third option with LeBron James and Anthony Davis automatically. Number two is, if they don't win the championship, but he still plays well, he's a free agent. He's going to get that money. Right. He's going to get a, he, he may get another nice payday. If he wins the championship and he plays the integral piece, then... Hey, it's a win-win. You get a ring and you're going to get your money. This is literally this Andre Drummond deal for the Lakers kind of takes care of the Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee losses that they had from the offseason. 
And yeah. I mean, Mark Gasol, I mean, respectfully to Mark Gasol, like, he has not done a fucking thing this. He's played horrible. He's good. He's and he good. knows. He said, he, like, I think he said in an interview the other day, like, how he's kind of, he kind of is, like, prepared for it. Like, he's kind of upset about it, but he, he accepts it. Like, yo, like, I haven't played well. Like, Drummond's here to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it is what it is, so... I mean, I think if as long if the Lakers stay healthy and Drummond, you know, I know Drummond's missing a game or two, but if they can stay healthy, you know, Drummond does help. Like we've discussed, if they go against a team like the like say the Clippers, or they go against a team like the Mavericks or the Nuggets or any of those guys, Drummond can help neutralize the big men that are on those teams. Because if the Lakers were going against those guys without a, a solid big man, it would have been ugly. I don't think the Lakers would have made the finals. But Drummond, yeah, do, Drummond does kind of help, you know, in a way neutralize that defi- you know, help neutralize that deficiency that the Lakers would have against those teams had they not signed them. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, they definitely needed uh, somebody in that front court that could rebound just because they were too small. Uh, with them in the finals and the playoffs in particular, it was their defense. So now I said that the new defense's offense, which I still agree with. And you see what the Nuggets are doing off defensive wise. They're all right. But you see, they got JaVale. Then they went and got Aaron Gordon, uh, 50 cries for the 50 dunk. The score I didn't get still y'all let that shit go, but that's some vague shit that that's what he's doing. He's acting real light skin about some goddamn dunk contest. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, you, so they they just basically going to win. Uh, let's outscore the other team with the Lakers because they're older team and your vets. They still try to, you know, go about defense. In my opinion, LeBron James might be defensive player of the year. He he definitely should get that title this year because I think you know when he had when he was it was him and Marcus Gasol going back and forth to get it in that two thousand. I want to say 11 or no, 2012 year, 2013 year, something like that. No, 2012. And that 2012 year when Marcus saw one defensive player of the year, I feel like it was LeBron. I think definitely it should be LeBron this year. And up until, because AD, when he, up until him getting hurt, and he's been out damn near two months now, up until him getting hurt, he wasn't playing the same. And that's probably because of the injury. He wasn't playing the same as he was last season. He was only averaging about 19, 11, which is still pretty good, but not what's expected now for him when he should be the main focal point, even though you do have LeBron James. So if he can stay healthy once again and Andre Drummond can stay healthy, you've got a hell of a front court with LeBron as well. So in this instance, if you play the Nets, the best thing you can do is, the best thing you can do is try to stay in front of Kevin Durant because with, James Harden, we know we know how he gets in the finals or the playoffs in general. We know how he gets. So he has only so much dribbling he can do. But you can try to stay in front of him. And, I mean, of course, he's going to get to the line. The main thing is just stopping Kevin Durant that, as much as you can. But I think now they, they could definitely out-rebound the team just because they're so small. Their biggest center, uh, DeAndre Jordan, is who cooked. His knees are cooked. He about 6'9", 6'10". But, you know, other than that, but now you got Claxton, so he's and it's funny because they say with Claxton playing, like they're like night and day. Like they they allow so like their defense, their def they actually play better defense and allow less points with Claxton than compared to Jordan. Right, right, right. Because you know, 
he's a younger player. Excuse me. He's a younger player, so he definitely gonna try to get you on the offensive boards, uh, more so uh, and on the defensive boards, but more so on the offensive boards, just because. Because it's like DeAndre Jordan, he jumped one time, and he's about to be gone again. And he already has a history of ACL tears, or one or two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you can beat him on the boards. That, that's your best game plan. But then you better hope and pray that Kevin Durant isn't Kevin Durant like he was the first couple of games and throughout his whole career. Because when he came back, he was averaging 20 points. We, I thought he was going to be the MVP up until him getting hurt. But, you know, at this point, it seems to be it's going to be Joe Embiid. I mean, I mean, yeah, Embiid's still in it. Jokic is still the running for it. Um, LeBron, of course, like every year. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's missed too much time. Because Defensive Player of the Year for LeBron. Uh, it, honestly, I mean, by the fault you give it to him and because it's due time. Because it's like, who else yeah. defensive-wise has been this defensive it's gonna go to no. Nah, he he's like a, I actually looked at the odds for LeBron. He's like the he's like the twelfth or thirteenth highest odds. Like if you put money on LeBron James, you would win some money for him to win. But it's probably gonna be Rudy Gobert, or Ben Simmons. Again, bro, I yeah. can see Ben Simmons for Rudy Gobert. You can't give it to him every year. Or MB. I mean, MB could win it too. Like there's there's a couple guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ben Simmons. I mean, that's all he got is defense. He only averaging fourteen points right now. Yeah, but you know, he's that's he's fun. he's full, and you know, like I said, like without, I think also you know since Embiid's been out, he's helped. He's you know the team has done well, even though Embiid missed time. So that's really a big thing too. You know, the Lakers have kind of slid. The Lakers have you know are just trying to are trying to get by. You know, with with LeBron out and AD out, and you know, with with Utah, I mean, Utah's still cooking with Gobert. So, I mean, it probably, I mean, I I wouldn't be if Ben Simmons wins, I wouldn't be uh, or Miles Turner too, because Miles Turner is it? Miles Turner is leading the league in blocks, if I remember correctly. Again? Yeah, bro. Miles Turner. Miles Turner is actually playing really good defense this year. So, but um, definitely. But I mean, it, like with the buyouts and everything, like it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Like you know, we kind of were, you know, we know that he we're supposed to get uh Lamarcus Aldridge, but the Nets got him instead. But I mean, it's it's a good move. It's a good move for the Nets to do that. They kind of neutralized the Heat from signing him, considering he was gonna go there. So that gives him one extra thing of firepower. You know, he could post them pretty well. If he hits the fadeaway, that fadeaway of his, then he's gonna be you know. He's gonna put his numbers up for sure. Joe and B still out here grabbing on Cat. Yeah, he got bro. Cat, Cat dunked on him. Cat dunked on him. Bro, but still, he man, we we ain't forget when he had him on the ground choking him out. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we we ain't forget that. That was actually mad funny. Yo, NBA players really like, bro. Yeah, the only people, nah, the only one who probably can is, uh, what's my homie's name? Uh, my God, James Johnson. That's about it. Oh, no, no. Well, he's, he's trained professionally. Well, yeah, he, like, I, so, um, in my clubhouse room, like, uh, we had a, uh, an NBA player come in who was once a, who was a teammate of his. Um, I'll tell you off the record who it was, but yeah, cause I, yeah, cause, cause some cats, they'd be doing that clubhouse, they'd be like, Yo, oh my God, this guy's here. They be rolling out the red carpet trying to ask him mad stupid questions. Like, bro, like these cats are people too, and a lot of people tend to forget that. But, anyways, um, 
you know how that goes, Banks. You know how people are when celebrities come around. Right, exactly. But um, yeah, so there was a per there was a play in our room. He came by, like we like he came up to talk. We invited him to talk, whatever. He was mad cool. So uh <laughs> he was telling us like how James Johnson is just mad cool, but then bro, they be in the crib and like he and his brothers, like that should be like fight club, like they just be wrestling for no reason. Well, they have some more, so there you go. Yeah, and they, they, and, they tra- and they trained. Yeah, you like uh, not Taekwondo, it's like kickboxing, something like that. Uh, I think Muay Thai or some shit. No, is it karate or Muay Thai? I forgot. I'll never forget when uh him, when James and uh, Serge Ibaka was about to get into it. Serge Ibaka yeah. put his hands up like, "Nah, I'm good, bro." Nah, Serge Ibaka funny. Remember when Serge Ibaka tried to do the scorpion stance? Yeah. Serge Ibaka. <laughs> nah, the funniest shit too was when uh them twins from Charlotte tried to get a popper with uh James Johnson. I mean, that's the only way you're gonna be able to take them. Them young boys, and they told, but they told him like, "Yo, you know that's James Johnson, right? Like, you know he a black belt, right? Like, but that's the only way you gonna snuff him out if this is like twins." Nah, he gonna he gonna he he would take them both. Them both, them boys are little compared to James Johnson. Hey, bro, that's all you gonna do? Get that or get the strap? Hey, so, I mean, you can't get the strap. Yeah, you can't get the gun. Can't get the gun in an arena. You know, Gilbert Gilbert Arenas stopped that for them, so they're gonna have to take that ass whooping. And what's buddy name? Uh, Antonio Creanton. Nah, Jav- Javaris Creanton. I think he's yeah, in. Yeah. I think he's in jail right now, actually. Yeah, no, nah, he's still in jail. You know what's fun? Yo, I I feel fucked up for saying this, but speaking of Lamarcus Aldridge, bruh, I would want to see Lamarcus Aldridge and Obi Toppin in a, in a forty yard dash. You ever? You see how them boys run, bruh? They run, bruh. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is twenty. You mean jog? He be running like he got arthritis, bro. Yeah, they got cement in their shoes, bro. Ob- Obi top and run like he got pins and needles. And Lamarcus Aldridge runs like, uh, you remember when you was a kid when they said, don't touch the floor, it's lava? Yeah. That's what Lamarcus Aldridge runs like. Bro, because he never been fast at all. He never had any wheels. Like, as soon as he get up and down the court, he be huffing the puck. And he was, he was fat at one time when he was the Trailblazers. He's going to get in that paint. He's going to get on the box and turn around jumper. Them motherfuckers run like you know when they you know when they be showing like the fifty old people like when they first start working out after a while and like they just huffing and puffing like after like step five when they're like that's how that's how Lamarcus Aldridge runs like he felt the burn in his calves way too quick. I mean he he been hurt for a couple of years now if I'm not mistaken like since he went to San Antonio he was hurt he was running like that in Portland <laughs> he can't run this one bro. Motherfuckers came up for shit. Obi Toppin just run like he just meant to jump and that's it. He not meant to run. Where Obi from? Uh, Rochester? Nah. Um, he's from Brooklyn, but then he lived in um, what's that fucking town upstate? It's not really upstate. It's in Westchester. Um, oh my god, why am I forgetting this? Um, Austin. It's like in Westchester, or like a little bit past White Plains. He run from the damn cold. That's what he he should remember when he had to run from the cold. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn though, because his dad's like a street boy. His dad's a street boy legend. Yeah. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, shout the no, shout the Dunkers delight, as they call him. I gotta watch that interview with uh, Ray for Austin. 
on clean slate. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Shout to shout to Skip, but yeah, it's a real good interview. Like they, he talks about his stuff. Like he was he was doing his numbers in Cali too. Like he, cause I yeah, you probably know he played for Fresno State. Yeah, I, I low key forgot about it, but yeah, he and did. He, he was in JUCO in Cali, and like he talks about like how like how he it's a lot of shit. Like I didn't know like he was kind of like into the drug game early as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, he was like, yo, like I was 13, like going to play full course and I had packs in my, then he told me, yo, don't touch my coat. Like he had to make sure nobody touched his coat because like he had packs in his coat and shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I gotta, I gotta watch that. I'm like, like I said, we're going to have that and one episode during the summer and I got an idea about it. Definitely. I, I told you, I'll come with my durag on tie with a headband like hot sauce. Dude, that's the first person I think I saw from the and one. Like tournaments, I was like, bro, because I was hearing about hot sauce more than anybody. Like I said, all of those in it, I'm trying to remember, like, I even found that shit. I feel like it was like a DVD or something. Now, I remember Skip, I remember, um, because Rafe Austin was a, like a, Rafe Austin was really a legend, like, as a kid. Like, I didn't know he was, I didn't know, like, you know, as a 13, 14 year old, like, he was like 15. Like, he was playing in the record when he was 15. Yeah. Like, that's how good he was. So, um, but he was uh so fit. He was fifteen, like in ninety, because he got drafted in ninety eight. So he was like fifteen. Was like what in the early, the early to mid nineties. But like when I was, when I was, when I was like in you know eight nine years old, like I remember hearing about Skip to my loop, But I knew, you know, he he put in the NBA also. So like with me, like I remember it was Skip. It was Skip Bone Collector. Um, what's homie's name? Uh. You know, Leroy, the what's his, I think it's Leroy something, uh, the future. It was headache, prime objective. Like, I mean, main event from, from uh, fucking Jersey. Like, I remember all them dudes. Mark Jackson's brother, too. Escalade, rest in peace. Like, I actually went to an one game. Like, I think in like an 0304. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, uh, they had a game at the Garden, and Professor had a game winner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't understand. Too. Motherfuckers were standing up, bro. Like there was nobody was sitting down. Yeah, like, he started start bringing people in even more. Like that's what I'm saying. When we talk about it, it's like how they they almost they, they, at their peak towards the end, he started bringing in a lot of people. I mean, obviously he's still yeah. popular on social media and all that shit. Yeah. But yeah, and Skip talks about the N one situation too, because I like, I don't know if you know, like he wrote N one his whole career. Mm-hmm. But then he talks about he kind of talks about how like um how like they low key did him dirty in the beginning, and then like they you know they they repaid him back, but he had to like he didn't know like how popular he was. But hey, man, we definitely gonna have that N one mixtape episode in the summer. Oh yeah, definitely. Shout out to shout out to uh. Shout out to shout out to the N one shout out to the N one legends. Many a summer, many a summer doing slip and slides and uh thinking I was skip to my Lou. No, that's yeah, that gear, man. They I mean they still sell. They sell at Walmart, but I remember at the time it it was real popular. No, nah, definitely for sure. Um but yeah, so I mean let's get into the speaking of uh since we still on basketball, man, a lot of shit's been going on, so Let's get to the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give some praises before I give some, before I give uh, some uh, crit, harsh criticism. 
the women's tournament has been really good since. I mean, I watched a couple of the first round games. I feel like there's been a role reversal, whereas the the first and second round games in the men's tournament were okay. They were a little bit better, but the women's tournament, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight and even the Final Four, you know, from, from last night, uh, were really good. Whereas in the men, after the after the round of 32, like, I really did not watch any games. Mm-hmm. Like, they were ter- they were horrible. I don't know if you've seen any games from the men, but the women's tournaments were really good. Uh, only the UCLA and USC game, like, right now I'm watching the UCLA game. Like, that game was, I didn't, I barely watched. Well, actually, no. I watched UCLA, USC. I watched the Michigan game, too. Um... I watched the end of that, but for the most part, like I've been watching the women game. Like I was watching, you know, even though the rest were terrible in that game, Baylor, Stanford. I watched South Carolina, Stanford. Even mm. I mean, even though I feel like you know South Carolina got robbed, but the the rest were questionable. But regardless, like South Carolina, Stanford was a good game. Baylor, Stanford went down to the end. Arizona, UConn. Even though Arizona was up for the most part, like it was still a really good game. Like these games for the women have been really good, and they showed in the ratings because there was a there was an article saying like how the ratings this year were the highest like in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So like the women have had a really good tournament compared to the men. Like the men turn, I feel like the men tournament got really boring. Yeah, it was a lot of bad calls, and for the most part, uh, I watched as much as I can. Uh, but I, I definitely been watching the women's tournament. That those have been great, like all of them. Uh, the UConn games, the Baylor games. You see a lot of stars. And now I, I don't remember if Bleacher Report was doing it before, but they're now saying which women's players are declaring for the draft, and that that's a real good look. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of you know they weren't really doing you know the women weren't really putting out statements like the guys do, where it's like, hey, I'm. Putting in my name in the in the in the draft, and I'm hiring an agent. Like, there've been a lot of the women play, a lot of the uh, players on the women's side who've been doing that now, which is I think is pretty awesome to see. And it's quality players too. Like these are players like you know you got Dee Richards. Um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the other girl from Bale. I think Carrington, her last name is. Mm-hmm. She declared. Um, there's been a couple of people have been putting statements out, you know, a couple of women putting statements out saying, you know, they're declaring as if they would, as, you know, the men do it. And I think that's the beginning of something. You know, eventually the WNBA has to form more teams so they could have a bigger talent pool because the talent pool is really good now in regards to the women, mm-hmm. as we've seen the last couple of years. But, I mean, the women have had a really good year in regards to, you know, the tournament and what's going on with the WNBA now. So... You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But all in all, man, the men, the men, the, I have not watched college basketball that much this year. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I know you watch more because of the prospects, but me, like, I would watch. But aside, really, I think the only I really watched Syracuse out of the men. That was it. Once Syracuse lost, I'm like, yeah, all right, I don't care. Like, and I watched the end of the Michigan game. I watched, you know. I didn't even watch Baylor and Houston. I was working, but then when I saw they were getting blown out, Houston was getting blown out. I just didn't care, but you know, it's gonna you know the women's tournament has been much better. That's really the best way to, so I can really say about it. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So, like I'm seeing other people say the same thing. It's just not hitting this year. But the women's tournaments, uh, this has been my favorite year I've recall in a while. Definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, I text you and I talked about uh, Paige. I don't know, announced her last name, but they call her Paige Buckets. That plays Paige. Utah. Yeah, Paige Beckers. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kid can really play. She's cold. Uh, the the Baylor uh, girl, she can play as well. I forgot her name. Uh, Dee Dee Richards. Yeah, Dee Dee Richards. There you go. Thank you. Like I tell people, I tell y'all on every podcast, y'all listen to me. I'm not good with names. Trust me. No, this man just be yelling on numbers. I'll be like, oh shit, Banks is right. Yeah, I can get you the number. Like I said, I'm Rain Man. I can get you some numbers, but when it comes to names, no, I, I'm gonna mess up half the time. So, but yeah, so no, it's been it. The, the, the women's tournament was great. Um, I gotta see the schedule when the next games are. I think I think the uh, the the national championship for the women's tomorrow at either six or eight. Is that right? Yeah, Arizona Stanford, which. I don't know who you got. I don't know who you got winning that, but uh, I might go with Arizona. Honestly, I was gonna say Arizona because Ari McDonald was fucking killing UConn, and she was she was giving you know, bro, she was killing Paige Beckers, bro. Oh no, she was. Like that was a humbling experience, but um, I think I'm not sure because when I when I looked at the you know, granted. What is it? The Pac-10 played. The Pac-12 played what, like ten games this whole year or some shit like that. They barely played because of the pandemic. And the two games that Stanford and Arizona played each other, like it wasn't good. Like Stanford won by double digits both games. Our McDonald shot horribly. Like there was one game she shot like three for eighteen. And the other game was like, I think six for twenty-four or something like that. Like, it was god. Like she had terrible numbers. But granted, it was early in the season. The pandemic. You know, we don't really, you know, we can't really call it. But, I mean, I'm, I think Arizona kind of had the, uh, you know, Arizona kind of has the momentum considering you be such a great team like UConn. Whereas with Stanford, they kind of got away with that game against South Carolina because there was a couple questionable calls in that game, especially in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the game when, um, I think it was, what's that? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her. Aaliyah Boston, when she grabbed the rebound. She grabbed the rebound and got fouled like three times, and they did not call it. Then on the putback, you know, she she missed the putback, but like she got fouled on that. You know, South Carolina fouled, tried to foul intentionally twice, and like the refs just didn't even call it. Um, I don't know if you saw the kickball, the blatant, the kick, not that the um Stanford blatantly kicked the ball, but like her, like literally, you could see when she crossed South Carolina. Um, it was off a crossover. Mm-hmm. And the ball got kicked, and they let the call. They let it go. They didn't even call it. Mm-hmm. Like Shorty, yeah, no, no, I, I saw that. Like, bro, I... Shorty did a sub zero slide to the fucking basketball, and they didn't even call that, bro. Yeah, no, I seen it, and that basically cost the game, right? That caught, yeah. They were the the fourth quarter. They were there were you know, there were some que- even though it was a good game. Yes, there were some questionable calls that cost that game. Um. Baylor Stanford Baylor Stanford you know even before they played South Carolina there was a couple of questionable calls that cost them that game too you know but I mean we're here so I mean with the men I don't know how this Gonzaga UCLA game is gonna work UCLA was like a fourteen point underdog I don't know if you saw that in the betting numbers but no um, I, I didn't see the betting numbers this yeah year, but. Gonzaga yeah I don't even get into it but I saw that I saw that getting tweeted all the time. 
how um UCLA was Gonzaga was like a fourteen point favorite, and now they're actually tied in the second half. So, I mean, Baylor and Gonzaga would be a good game. Houston just looked horrible; they could not shoot at all. Um, Daly could not put the ball in the bucket, so Baylor had a had a pretty easy game. But I mean, Baylor Gonzaga would be good. I don't know about Baylor UCLA, honestly, but that'll happen on Monday, so we'll see what what happens with that. Yeah, I was really hoping for USC versus UCLA in the national championship. Yeah, man, but yeah, USC didn't look that good either. But no, but yeah, man. I mean, speaking of, still, you know, to wrap it up with college, uh, your man's retired, bro. Man, Roy Williams. It wasn't April Fools. I thought it was a bad dream, man. I was busy. I thought it was a. I thought it was a career, honestly. Like I thought, I thought it. I you know he had a really good career. I thought it was a joke. When I say, I'm like, come yeah. on, man. come on, man. He announced it at the wrong time, bro. I'm like, you couldn't wait till the second. Nah, man. He, I guess he waited till the second to be like, yeah, I really retired, guys. Nah. Speaking of speaking of April Fool's jokes, did you? Michael Strahan had the best one about the veneers. Yeah. Uh, the only one I saw. But so I didn't know that was April Fool's. I thought he really fixed that big ass gap. Uh, the only one I saw other than that was uh, DJ Quick saying he got shot in LA and he didn't get shot. And I'm like, whoa. Nah, that you see that type of shit is not cool to play with, bro. Yeah, it's like a day after after Nipsey died two years ago too. It was like, yeah, bro. man, that was a little like that was a little insensitive. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, maybe he forgot, but it was just like, all right, bro. I don't know what he said after that. I don't really care. It's just like, you know. Nah, man. That was a little insensitive. But, yeah, the Michael Strand veneers joke was good. Um, There was a good So, he didn't fix this gap? He never fixed. Nah, he didn't fix the gap. He said, I was just fucking with y'all. I mean, yeah, bro. It don't matter. That's that's a signature for you, I guess. That's a fact. That that was a good one, though. Um, There's also... uh, there was one that they replayed a couple years ago. I don't know if you ever heard about this. So you know, like how Scott Brooks from the Wizard, the the Wizards coach now was like, he played in the league. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So he played for the Knicks, I think in ninety seven, ninety eight, and they did a joke on him, saying that Walt Clyde Frazier was coming back to the league. Like they put like MSG Networks did like a fake video of Walt Clyde Frazier working out and everything, and they interviewed Scott Brooks, and he was like, like I'm, this is this is disgusting. This is despicable. Like. How how are you letting a fifty year old man back in the league? And he like walked off like he was really pissed off. And he like threw his arms in the air and everything. And they they told him it was an April Fool's joke. Like nah, Walt Hopkins is not coming back. <laughs> but he hates that shit. Like anytime he comes back to New York, like I think the last game when they played when like the Knicks were down like thirty and ended up winning that game, like they showed that and the, they showed that they actually showed that uh. They actually showed that video, and it was actually pretty hilarious. But nah, but you know, let me. I'll be mad. Nah, I'll be mad as hell too, though. Before you start cutting that, I'll be mad as hell. Like, bro, I love more Clive but come on, dog. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, is he gonna retire in suits? That's what he should have did. Walk. The big guy butterfly collars. He be dressing like pops from the Wayne's brothers. Hey man, that's the drip lord right there. 
That man, that man, that man was, that man was, listen, that man was swimming in a whole lot of uh, aunties and mamas and grandmas in that in that decade, bro. I was about to say. I mean, I want to know how many kids he don't claim that's in the barrels. Probably a, a whole lot of. That was the seventies too. Nah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they knew with the pull Come up. Come on, man. He was pulling up with the with the Rolls Royce with the with the with the mink with the mink chinchilla and the hat. He had the combo. Right, and they probably was giving it to him. Shit. The meat and all that. I wonder if he ever got a suit from uh damn. Almost had a name as well, too. The man of Harlem that was uh doing all the designer suits. Dapper Dan? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised eventually. Cause Dapper, I think, was out around that time, if I'm not mistaken, or it was about to come out. Dapper Dapper Dan was like the eighties, but yeah. Yeah, but not going to Roy Williams, I mean what can I say that already hasn't been said uh, about him in his whole career? He's 79-27 in Division One tournaments. His uh, overall winning record is 903 to 264, so he's always been above 500, 774 to be precise. Uh, three national titles. I mean, nine NCAA Division One regional Final Four appearances. Uh, wins, I should say. Uh, two-time AP Coach of the Year, USA Today Sports National Coach of the Year. I keep going on and on. He went into the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, in 2007. Yeah, uh, And then he went into College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006. So let me get the players off the top of my head. And then if I could look it up, I will that he coached in that time. Uh, Raymond Felton was one. Ty Lawson is another. Uh, let me look and see Marvin Williams, Carolina legend, even though he's not from the Carolinas, he need a statue. He played for North Carolina, got a national title. He also played for the Hornets in Charlotte. So he needs something in North Carolina. Uh, NBA players that he's coached. From Kansas on, uh, some of them are Paul Pierce, who we'll talk about later. Uh, Drew Gooden, another one, Kurt Heinrich. North Carolina goes Harrison Barnes, national champion. Cole Anthony, Reggie Bullock, Ed Davis, shouts out to Ed Davis, L.A. Wayne Ellerton, Danny Green, P.J. Harrison, Tyler Hasbro, former AP Player of the Year, uh, John Henson, Justin Jackson, and the list goes on and on. I mean, Kobe White, shouts out to Kobe White. Most of the players, James Michael McAdoo, Sean, I'm saying Sean, fuck Sean. James, uh, Michael, James Michael McAdoo, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, I think he won a title with the Heat, right? Let me see. He was like, I don't even know. Well, man, I remember he played on the team, if I'm not mistaken. He in a B League. What the hell is the B League? He in a what league? The B League. I'm um, I'm about to go with the B League. What the fuck? It's a professional men's basketball team in Japan. Oh, okay. He in Japan balling. I'm a, you know, Philippines? Nah, he definitely getting 28-12 over there. The B League. He plays for Sunrocker Shibuya. Okay, so he I'm tripping. He won a title with the Golden State Warriors in 2015. 
and 2017. Yeah, the KD team. So he had two time national champion. He definitely over there going crazy. I got to look up these stats. He in Japan definitely getting 28 and 10. This kind of grind me down. They're showing his stats right now. They just got his NBA stats. No, let me see if I can find this. I'm going to find these stats. I forgot he even played. Or he was on the Delaware team. Yeah, he was last thing he was in the G League and then he went to Europe. He was in he was in Italy for one year. Then he went to Turkey. Then he went to Yugoslavia for the rest of the year. And then on the summer of the summer twenty twenty he signed he's in Japan. Is it coming up? You were talking about James Michael McAdoo. We got to, man. I mean, <laughs> like, hey, you know what's crazy, bro? Coach him, man. I'll be for you. I forgot that Roy Williams only was like with two teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot. I always, I was like, yo, did he coach another team before Kansas? But then he didn't. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was just two teams because he's been from 03 to 2021. He was with us, he was with UNC. Yeah, then he was with Kansas the year before. Yeah, and that's when he got to coach a couple other players. But, you know, 18 years with UNC, that's that's great. So, I can see as to why he did that. Our recruiting class has always been in the past couple of years to be on and off with us getting star players. You know, everybody want to go to Duke, unfortunately. But yeah, I, but I, I think always- that – I think that's because Coach K wants to is kind of finally was like, all right, cool. Like I'm gonna start having one and dones now. Well, he know that's where the league is headed, or I mean, right. not headed. That's where it's always been. Because for the most part, you got a Zion Williams and Kyrie Irving. Like they don't really need to. For the most part, they really didn't need to go to college, especially. I mean, Zion could have went another year or two, but at the same time, experience is the best teacher. So. Him actually going straight to the league after one year is probably best. And, I mean, they got beat out by Baylor in that tournament, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Final four, right? Uh, Let me double check. Hold on a second. I actually was checking for something else. Oh, right. That was his last year. Because I'm like, I'm looking at Roy. I'm like, oh, right. Roy Williams' last year at Kansas is when uh, Mellow Mello won with Syracuse. Yeah. And then Bill Self took over the year after. Which is crazy. Bill Self got the Allen Iverson contract. Mm-hmm. Lifetime extension. He ain't even won a fucking championship. I mean, yeah, he ain't a legend like AI, but still. Get paid, bro. Definitely get paid. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't really need to do a whole breakdown of his legacy. It's already there. He's had great players, uh, that went on to have careers in the NBA. They might, not, they might have not been like all stars for the most part, but I mean, his legacy is sealed. It was a uh, somebody that was needed, especially after Dean Smith, you know, left. Or passed away, I should say. But this is a little bit after that. So, you know, right. we retiring. So, it was a great pickup. I know now they're looking at our assistant to probably take over for the head coaching start. I didn't see what other candidates. Um, Stack, Stackhouse was a candidate. He should be the pick. He should be the head coach. I, I would agree. 
I think it's time for Stack to actually get a head coaching job somewhere, and he, it would be best for him to work with those those kids and particularly the program. I mean, he's one of the best players that come from the program. I, he, he should be coaching. Uh, Absolutely. I know Sean May was on the coaching staff as well, even though I was just, you know what I mean, slandering him. But Sean May, that's crazy. I ain't heard that name in 15 years. He's on this damn list of players that's been coached by Coach Williams. But, yeah, yeah I try not to remember that name. Last time I seen him play was when he was with the Kings, and he couldn't get in shape. I'm a, Damn, I forgot who was with the Kings. I remember who was with the Bobcats, but not the Kings. Yeah, the Bobcats got, like, everybody that came from UNC, which is crazy. Yeah, won the national title. They yeah, got they have Felted, Marvin. Yeah, Raymond. Yeah, Felton. Shout out to Raymond Felton, wherever he is. Uh, probably eating some donuts. Nah, his pop. Nah, Raymond Felton got love in Carolina. Because one of my people I know from Carolina said like his pops is like a legend out there too. Yeah, he from Carolina. I don't know if he's from north or south. I looked it up earlier too. This is I think funny. he's from. I think he's from south. Yeah, this is the second conversation today I've had conversations about Raymond Felton, which is fun. Shout out to Raymond Felton, but yeah. um, but yeah, um, I mean, William, Will Williams is you know great coach, one of the more accomplished coaches as well. You know, obviously he comes from the Dean Smith family tree, which is coaching tree, which is a you know, is not a is not a uh, laughing matter in in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, three national championships, you know, two-time coach of the year, you know, nine time, nine Final Fours, nine ACC regular season uh, championships, three ACC championships, four Big Twelve regular season, three Big Twelve tournament champ champs, and then the, when it was the Big Eight, he won the tournament ninety-two and five Big Eight regular seasons. Um, you know, two-time coach of the year, two-time Harry Eber Award, ACC coach of the year. I mean. Big 12 coach of the year, he's he's done it all. I mean, uh, as a coach, so you know, obviously, like I said, we came up on the legendary uh, Dean Smith, um, and was a fine coach, you know, fine coach in his own right. And, um, I mean, listen, man, 33 years is no joke, and three championships, and considering what he did, I mean, much love and power to him, man. Hope he enjoys retirement. Um, but I do think Stackhouse would be the best bet for uh, Carolina. Even though West, I think it's West Miller was his name, the assistant you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's a solid pickup too. But I think with Stackhouse, Stackhouse does have the head coaching experience. And I think what you know, considering what Roy Williams, considering he left and came back through and through, Roy Williams is a Carolina guy. Yeah. So I think you want to keep that. I think you want to keep that legacy that you know now with these guys being you know with these coaches in Carolina that they're Carolina guys. And we know how much of an impact Stackhouse had on Carolina. He's a recognizable face. Not that West Miller isn't, but Jerry, you know, with all due respect to West Miller, Jerry Stackhouse is Jerry Stackhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and also just a black man being a Carolina coach would be pretty, would be awesome in his own right as well. So, um, I think really a Stackhouse's job to lose. He inter- he interviewed, I think either to- was it was it today or yesterday? I think I know I saw he got interviewed, but I don't know if it was today or yesterday. But I know he he they did interview Jerry Stackhouse for the job. So, you know, with Vanderbilt, it's Vanderbilt, but it's a little bit harder to win a Vanderbilt than it is to win in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And you have and he has you know he does have a history there. He's shown that he could coach. You know, he coached with the G League with the Raptors. I think they won. I think that he won a G League championship with them, if I remember correctly. 
I'm going to double check that. But and if I'm if I'm North Carolina, I think it's Stackhouse's job to lose. Yeah. Uh, so see, I don't know what other candidates they have besides the ones you named. So that's probably it. But let me just see what they're saying right now. Right. Actually, yeah, he was a uh, he won the D League championship in 2017. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the Raptor, with the Toronto Raptors G, uh, D League team. Yeah, it's a lot of people, or not a lot, but Ed Costa said definitely endorses Jerry Stackhouse to be North Carolina's head coach. So I mean, he got people behind him that actually, and he's from Carolina. He's from uh, Kinston, Kinston, North Carolina, too. Yeah. So where Brandon Ingram's from? That's hilarious. Yeah, they they fight a lot out there. I'll just say that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of those guys grew up together too with the North Carolina Duke thing because like he grew up with Jeff Capel. Yeah, I heard the other day like because I have like a bunch of people who are from Carolina. We'll talk about you know talk about those college ties, which you know I'm from New York. We don't really be in college ball like that. <laughs> we we a street ball high school type of place. But um, but yeah, man, like it, you know, I think with Jerry, I think Jerry Stackhouse is it's his job to lose, honestly. I agree. Uh, he was a good player overall, especially when he was on that Pistons team with Grant Hill. For the most part, yes. Yeah, right now, he's he's coaching with Vanderbilt. He's at Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's at Vanderbilt right now. Yeah, he's he's a solid. He's a, he's had a solid career all around. I mean, yeah, former All Star two thousand two thousand one. I I think just definitely coach. You know. He coached in the NBA. He coached uh, the well. He coached for the D League, so coach of the year and championship in 2017. Um, I think he more than qualifies. You know, you know, usually with coaches, they that are former players, they weren't that good, so that gave them a lot of time to actually just focus on the game. But this is somebody that's a former All Star, and you know, you get them if you want to start recruiting more and these star players that. It definitely benefits your program. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I would agree with that, but man, we'll see what happens when it comes to stack and you know the NC job. They're probably gonna fill that out probably in the next week or two. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if I would be shocked if it took longer than two weeks for them to decide who the next guy is uh with Carolina. But I mean, bon voyage to Roy Williams, man, enjoy retirement. I mean, solid career, I gotta say, but um. All right, man. <laughs> we have a lot. <laughs> like this is this is the interesting thing because we have so much to talk about. Do we want to get to Paul Pierce or do we want to just get into the baseball and get that out the way? Yeah, let's get to the baseball. Then we get into the no nah, for sure. Yeah, we ended but... out with the silly shit. We yeah, no. like, the last two things is some silly shit, and I like that. So let's yeah baseball. Yeah, let, let we'll get a little bit more serious. So. Uh, baseball season bike. Uh, unfortunately, most of you are privileged and are able to watch your teams this weekend. Whereas me, as a Mets fan, I have to wait until Monday because the Washington Nationals uh, are dealing with COVID right now. Mm-hmm. So this season is actually interesting because um, there are so you know obviously the Dodgers are the one team that everybody is gonna ride with because yes they. Really didn't lose many people. I mean, they lost Kike Hernandez to the Red Sox, but in regards to their star players, like everybody's there. And then they added, uh, I call him the old right hander, Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, they got pretty much the biggest free agent on the market. And they didn't really lose much. So, I mean, the Dodgers are yet the team to ride with. But there are a lot of teams out there. are a lot of teams who could play spoiler. I mean, the Padres in the offseason, they got Blake Snell. They got you, Darvish. You know, Clevenger's hurt, but Darvish and Snell are two really good pitchers. Um, obviously, they signed Tatis to that crazy $340 million deal. Um, obviously, everybody's going to pick the, you know, the Yankees are... Are, they're not a favorite, but they're a strong team. You know, with them, their pitching has to be healthy. I mean, not even their pitching, but their team has to stay healthy. And their pitchers, you know, it's really Garrett Cole and everybody else is serviceable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have them, you have, you know, you have the, obviously, you know, my Mets, you know, we just signed Lindor to a 10-year, $341 million deal, um, which includes a limited trade clause, no opt-outs. So that man here for 11 more years. So they gave him his bread. Um, and it's funny because they were going to offer him 10 years, 325. He wanted 12 years. He wanted 12 years, 385, but then they ended up making it 341, which is the highest contract for a shortstop ever, which Tatis got 340 like a couple months ago. And it's easily, bro, you know what the biggest Met contract was, bro, before this contract? What was it? $138 million? Because <laughs> the Wilpons were cheap, and that was that was the David Wright legacy deal. Mm-hmm. So that was it was David Wright and Jacob Degrom was one thirty seven point five, which was a couple years ago. We have it for a couple more years, but um, I'll get into the Mets later. But you have the Mets, you have the Braves. You know the Nationals are always a team that that is always in the middle of everything. Um, I mean. This is a, there's just a lot of there are a lot of teams that are really good and I mean obviously the Dodgers are the team right now but there's so many good teams there's there's gonna be a lot I mean also the White Sox also I excuse me for not mentioning them you know I know Eloy Jimenez got hurt with a pet where he tore his pec, his pec he's gonna be out five to six months but the White Sox are a team that's on the up and up. Um, I'm rooting for them, but there are a lot of te- there are a lot of teams this year who could you know really make some noise in the uh, in uh, in baseball. Yeah, I gotta. Um, so we 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 talked about a little bit before we actually, you know, a couple episodes earlier we we talked about baseball a little bit. I ain't gonna hold you. I gotta get up on things because I'm not caught up with all the trades that happened. Just a few of them. Uh, and then I mean it's a hundred and goddamn some games they play. So I, I feel like by next week I'll have every oh shit, we got wrestling to talk about. Two weeks from now, I'll definitely have everything in order relating to baseball. Cause I don't have much and I ain't gonna even hold y'all. I'm not gonna try to just sound smart. I really don't have much to talk about when it comes to baseball at this particular moment. Uh as right now I should be watching the Angels game because I'm a fan of the Angels and I have been since I was a kid, but for our transactions and Deals, I haven't really been up on things. And because my schedule is crazy. So, but yeah. I, I'm telling y'all, within two weeks, I'll be straight. Uh, next week, we're talking wrestling because it is WrestleMania and NXT week. So, yeah, we had a lot to talk about that week as well. So, yeah, so that's what, and then also that's where my mind is going. So, I've been watching a lot of older WrestleManias and NXT takeovers because. Yeah, uh, starting Tuesday, it's basically wrestling talk for me. So I really haven't had a chance to tap in 
with the MLB. And besides that, it's easier to tap into basketball because, you know, at least with your team, it gets a, a day or two, and then you can look up what's going on. For the most part, I focus more on that. But with MLB, it's like after the deal's going on, it's like, all right, they play every damn day. Like, yo, your team might play two or three times back-to-back-to-back. Uh, to back to back, so, you know. Which is what the NBA is doing, hence why everybody's getting hurt so quick. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, with the with the baseball, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting year, man. I mean, with the with the you know, of course, you know, as a Mets fan, the NL East is always that division that's ridiculous. It's gonna be like that this year again because with the East, you have the Mets, you have the Braves, you have the Nationals. You know, the Phillies are still a decent team with Bryce Harper, and even the Marlins, bro. The Marlins aren't even like the the best looking team, but like they, they have a pretty good team right now, you know, with the, you know, and then, you know, with the AL, there's the East with the Blue Jays and the Yankees, really. I mean, the Rays are okay, but the Blue Jays got, you know, made a lot of really good signings. So they make a run, they may make a run for it. I mean, obviously with the central, the White Sox are a really good team. The twins are always in it. The Indians are going to regress this year because they traded Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. Who the Mets, like I said earlier, the Mets signed to a 10-year, $341 million extension. Um, and I mean, even with the West, man, like, yeah, Angels did some pretty, had some pretty good signings. Mm. So they may, you know, they make, they may make a nice run this year. I mean, you know, you have the Astros, obviously, you know, the Oakland A's. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's good teams to watch this year. I mean, it's not really, there's not really a one team. You know, obviously the Dodgers are the best team, but you do have a a good five, six, seven teams that pe- that you could pay attention to that are going to be really good. You know, most definitely. I need to watch the Brewers. I don't know. I never heard anybody say I need to watch the Milwaukee Brewers. But... The Brewers are actually pretty good. <laughs> Brewers are actually pretty good this year. Oh damn! Well, I mean, with the Central, it's really going to be between the Brewers and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Even though the Cubs may do something, but um. I mean, I'm not really going to say this because it's the NL East, but the NL East is really going to be an interesting division to watch too. Because like I said, you know, you got the Mets, the Braves, the Nationals. You know, really, a lot of people are basically picking between the Braves and the Mets. Whether that's the, that's that one division, whether if one, whoever doesn't win that division is going to be a wild card team. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be that. But I mean, for me, as I'm excited because with the Mets, you know, we like I said, we got Lindor. We got Carras- Carlos Carrasco in that trade also. The Mets made really good signings all around, you know, in regards to bench depth, depth with outfielders, because we really needed some outfielders. And we got a couple really we got a couple good ones with um Albert Amora from the Cubs. We got uh Pilar from um I think he put with Toronto last year, I forgot. Or was it I think no, I'm sorry, he put with the Giants. Yeah. With San Fran. So we got, you know, Kevin Pilar, who's a good defensive guy. I mean now, really, the Mets just have to be concerned about what they're going to do with Syndergaard in regards to extending him. Michael Conforto is also a free agent next year. But with Lindor, that signing is important because the year after, because this free agent, this free agency coming up, the shortstop market is loaded, bro. Yeah, I, I do actually know about that. Because you got Trevor Story, who's going to be a free agent from Colorado. Um, Javi Baez is a free agent. Um is who was it? it was Lindor it was Lindor Baez Trevor Story and it was somebody else and I'm blanking my head on it because I'm gonna show you I'm gonna pull it up right now actually give me one second 
Let's see what the shortstops. You have Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, Corey Sager, Trevor Story, and Jolton Simmons and Brandon Crawford. And with Correa, Correa with Carlos Correa, Houston's been trying to have him make him sign all all winter uh, a six year, hundred twenty million dollar deal. And mm-hmm. Carlos Correa's like, no. Like, bro, I, 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 he thinks he's worth more than that. So that's going to be interesting to see, even though he hasn't really been like the best hitting, you know, he, last year he wasn't really his best and the year before he was, he, you know, he put up good numbers, but you know, he hasn't been the typical Carlos Correa that we know. So, and then with Trevor Story, Trevor Story is going to be, I think Trevor Story is gone. Colorado is just literally just phasing everybody out mm-hmm. and rebuilding. You know, Corey Sager from the Dodgers. I think he's gonna stay, but you know, you never know what you never know what'll happen. So right. definitely. But I think with the uh I think it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Um what these guys do when it comes to the uh free agency season. I'm trying to get Carlos Correa stats, so just give me one second because I don't want to talk out of my ass saying he was not that good and that he wasn't, but from what I remember, he was not Let's see, Carlos Correa, uh, 2020. Yeah, he was, I mean, yeah, he was okay. He, he had 264. 264, five home runs, 25 RBIs. So he, he was okay. I mean, the year 2019, he was really good. He had 279. And then 2018, he played like shit. He had 239 that year. But, um, He's had a couple weird years, but this is only his seventh year in the league. So, out of those seven, out of those six years, two of those years he had so he had subpar years. So, I mean, Correa is going to be interesting to see what he does. And like I said before, Story Simmons, Javier Baez if he stays, but Lindor's off the market now, and that was the Mets' biggest uh, deal um, situation. So, yeah. I mean, listen, man, I know obviously. The NCAA tournament's on, basketball season's coming, but baseball's going to be interesting, and hopefully, you know, things aren't run over with COVID, but um, we'll see what happens with, with them. And also, the regards to newer news with baseball, um, the All-Star game this year was supposed to be in Atlanta. Yeah. And they moved, they actually moved, they actually moved it out of Atlanta. There is no, there's no announcement as to where it's going to be, um, I've I read. I sp- What'd you say? I heard a rumor it might be LA. Yeah, there was there was speculation that it was going to be in LA. There's speculation that it's going to be in Milwaukee. I've read Chicago. I've read maybe even Kansas City. Oh God! Um, what are you doing that to fans, bro? Well, with Atlanta, the thing is with Atlanta. Um, with Atlanta, the thing was was that they were going to do uh they were going to um, honor Hank Aaron, obviously, because Hank Aaron passed away. Yeah. And now some people say, you know what? It makes sense if you do it in Milwaukee because he did play in Milwaukee before, you know, before they moved to Atlanta, he played in Milwaukee. So there's kind of that correlation, which, is, you know, isn't a bad idea, but I wouldn't be surprised they put it in Chicago or L.A. Um, yeah, go somewhere where the players might actually enjoy themselves and considering everything is opening up. That that's the move. Either way, right. if it's in LA, I'm definitely going. And being the situation with the with the Atlanta game, the reason why is because they were, in regards to the voting laws, they were kind of in a in a panic that a lot of players were either going to protest the game and not show up. 
So they figured to move it out of Atlanta altogether. And according to Rob Manfred, he said um, they also moved over. They also moved the draft out of Atlanta as well. Um, they did it in response to the Georgia law that has civil rights groups concerned about its potential to restrict voting access for people of color. This is according to ESPN. Um, in a statement, Rob Manfred, who is the MLB commissioner, said the league is finalizing a new host city and details will be announced shortly. Um, the All-Star game is actually in L.A. next year. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still, it's still planned for Dodger Stadium. Um, so in recording, and according to the statement, they said, uh, he says Major League Baseball, fund, Rob Manfred says Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. In 2020, MLB became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan Civic Alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the United States. We proudly use that platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our games on wavering support. So, and of course, in typical, because uh, the Braves are racist and they still use the tomahawk chop, which they shouldn't be using anymore, they made a press release. And shout out to Amp and Devin and Joe of Random Master Podcast. I nominated the Atlanta Braves for their need they asked me for this week. Because this statement says the Atlanta Braves are deeply disappointed by the decision of Major League Baseball to move its 2021 All-Star game. This was neither our decision nor recommendation, and we are saddened that fans were not able to see this event in our city. The Braves organization will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we had hoped our city could use this event as a platform to enhance the discussion. Our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues that are important to our community. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision. We will continue to support the community legacy projects which have been planned and are in process. Now, this statement sounds very fucking impersonal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that, number one. And to say you're deeply disappointed by the outcome, not even deeply saddened. Disappointed? What the fuck? Right. And it's funny because when I they when they moved it, I was like, okay, cool. But I was not go- I didn't want to give. I didn't want to give I'm not gonna give the MLB their flowers because we've had this discussion before how there's some there's some subtle racism in regards to it. Mm-hmm. And how the MLB treats players, especially black players. So you know, remember Atlanta is the same city that Hank Aaron refused to move to because of segregation. (laughs) Like, we have to remember that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to, and there's also something else too, where Howard Bryan, who was one of the sports reporters for ESPN previously said, the MLB's decision to move was the result of corporate sponsor pressure. It was not the result of a player threatening boycott. And the players didn't even vote on this issue. And the Players Alliance, who are the group of players that are organized to engage in social justice issues, were going to play as normal. They were told, they told the Players Association they plan to play as normal whether the game was Atlanta, in Atlanta or moved. So, it, are you really doing this because of voter laws or are you doing this because the money was about to go down? Uh, man, this politics shit is so intertwined with sports. It's, it's, it's insane. And it's hilarious because people say over sports, bro. 
there was a reporter or a person with a verified account who was talking about how like it's been crazy how policy has been intertwined with sports recently. And I'm like, bro, were you not around when like Muhammad Ali was around when you know Tommy Smith in the Olympics and uh and and Carlos and you know Jackie fucking Robinson? Yeah, that's the thing. So let me let me rephrase what I'm saying. It's crazy now. It's crazier now, and it's probably because we got social media. Because the moment something happens, they expect the athletes to talk about it. Sometimes they don't even know what the fuck is going on. It's hard to focus on what's going on in the outside world when you just focus on your craft all the time. Yeah. So you, oh, with, with being said here and there, and then you want the players, you put a mic in their face, they said, so what do you think about this? It's like, bro, I just came out and I put up 40 points. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and granted, like a lot of these guys, even with that, are still trying, are still keep being afloat of what's going on with regards to the political climate of the world. And the the thing is, is that it just made me laugh because I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna give the MLB credit for this. I can't. When I was reading, I'm like, I'm not giving them credit for this because something doesn't seem right. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, they made the move, but there was something involved in it, and it obviously was more the corporate sponsorship over what really was going on. And in that same way, I told you about how they wanted him, you know, this is the same city that tried to beg Hank Aaron to move there despite the segregation laws. In 1964, my father was born, mind you, bro. Like, this has been going on for fucking years in Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, man, business, you know, to them, they don't fucking care about racism. The business, as long as the money's there, they'll be racist for that shit. The business triumphs the racism. The race, you know, instead of being doing the right thing and being about business, I've been being about you know having business at equal opportunity and stuff. Man, fuck it, we'll just be racist and we'll still get our money. Right, because at at the end of the day, you know these these white folks that's in control for the most part, they really want their money, but they also want their money with privilege. Exactly. Like, so, you know, I, I want to oppress people, but I also want to get paid. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's always been that way. You make money off of multiple, you know, when they say multiple streams of income, that's very much the wealthiest way of getting it. With anarchy, oppression from people they perceive to be lower class, which they are of higher class dominancy. They just don't have the money to back it. So, hold on, you gotta, you can't forget sensationalizing the trauma. Yeah, because you know. It, it, it's like I said, it's like the whole time they were saying Black Lives Matter for like a month, and then it was like, all right, we don't need to really talk about that anymore. Right. Making money off of that, and, you know, that's another conversation to be had as well. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you're watching this game, but uh, Gonzaga's up two with 54 seconds left. Yeah, I'm watching. I bet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Hold on a second. Before... <sighs> all right. So. All right, man. So we got serious. We got all, we got everything out the way. You got anything else to say about baseball? I know, like you said, you know, we we about to get into wrestle. You know, we in WrestleMania season, but it's gonna be really a lot next week. I mean, we should have it. We're gonna have an interesting podcast next week about WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We might have some people come through. We may not. We're gonna have the. We're gonna call that episode the Sin Cara Battle Royal. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Nah, I don't even know if we could say the Andre Battle Royal because we actually got stars coming through. So, uh, I was gonna call it uh, the I was gonna call it the uh, 
<laughs> I'm gonna think of a random person to call that shit. We gonna call it. We gonna call that episode the Blink Battle Royal. I'm about to say you can't call it the Andrea Andrade Battle Royal because that man unemployed. He signed in uh, the fake papers. Bruh, did you see that? Speaking of Andrade, we'll get it. We're gonna get into that next week. I feel like next week's gonna be fucking jokes, bruh. I can't wait to fuck. I, I like talking jokes with sports, but jokes or wrestling is the most funniest thing. Yeah, because it's like it's redneck anime. That's what I heard about wrestling. Wrestling is redneck anime. That's fucking hilarious, bruh. When you think about it, hindsight, think about it. Colorful colors and over the top characters and stories. It's like, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that shit is funny. Now nah, I was gonna say, um, somebody put a tweet up like it was like Andrade, Andrade when he signs that contract. And you remember the SpongeBob episode when like he had like it was like the, like mm-hmm. the left D, but with like in that like it took up like half the paper. Mm-hmm. They said that's what Andrade's contract. That's what Andrade's gonna look like when he's done with uh taking pictures of that paper. Bro, he didn't have that pen. The ink was dry, or the ink wasn't coming in, and he just like I ain't see no letters on there. Bro, I bet you he stole that paper from the fucking from Vince McMahon's printer. It was like, yeah, I'm about to sign on this shit. Bro, this white as his woman's skin, bro. That'll show him. And then she said in the comments, "I'm proud of you, bitch. Why you didn't help me keep my job?" Hey, man. Like a like a wise man once said, everybody can't be champion. Yeah, but, they, he can go back to NXT. He said, "No, you big dummy." Listen, man, we we gonna get into that next week. I'm gonna have the everybody can't be champion discussion because yeah. uh, I don't know. Shout out to uh, my guys, Jared being a camp from and uh, camp from the port on first by champ. They said that shit, and I was like, "Bro, I've said that all the time." Yeah, motherfuckers want y'all Andrade should be champion. It's like, bro, no. It wasn't his time, brother. Zach Ryder think he shouldn't be a champion. Bro, these mother... Listen, these are the same mother... Listen, man. Dude, it's... It's ridiculous. That fucking idea up out of here, bro. He said, woo Yeah, okay. That shit, that shit gonna work in Long Island. That shit ain't working on no fucking red WWE. Zach Ryder and goddamn Michael Rappaport are the same person, bro. Zach Ryder and Michael Rappaport the same person. Same goddamn person. Y'all be on social media being mad at everybody else except for yourself for having no talent. Fucking Remy. You up here shooting Tyra Banks, you bitch ass boy. What else I, have you done besides trying to tell stories, being mad? Chris, the only the best thing you ever done in your career is mispronunciate Christopher Zingas. Good fucking job. You copied my whole flow, motherfucker. I'm the originator of fucking up names, not you. Yeah, do you know he's Danny Aiello? Yeah, bro, you think you get a pass because you made fucking using? I think he's in deep cover in the movie. You get a pass because you was in Next Friday being your real self. That was a shoot. That wasn't a work. Back to the ghetto you go. I know motherfuckers. I don't know them, but I've seen motherfuckers like you. That's you, bro. That was a shoot. You out here airing out a grown man for sending threats at you, bro. You supposed to be about it, right? You supposed to be this tough New York motherfucker. Why don't you pull up on him? Cause he a bitch. But well, you know what? Let me let me speaking about that. Let me let me pull up those DMs. So let let I, since you already got into it, let's get into it. So uh, Michael Rappaport uh, of 
Real quick, why KD didn't use one of his 200 burner accounts? Because KD don't care no more. KD chilling in the crib. Yeah, you see, you see what KD been tweeting, bro? He tweeted at Cash Doll. Yeah, nobody has ever called you KD. He said, he said nobody. Only I'm KD. Yeah, which is true. Nobody has ever called Cash Doll KD. Uh, I mean, she fine as hell, but ain't nobody called you. KD. I don't, I don't know, bro. I, I was like, KD, only KD I know is K Kevin Durant. Hey man, Cash Doll need to uh, tweet. I'm not really 29. She's been 29 for about five years now. So you telling me Cash Doll's Miguel Tejada? Yeah, somebody hiding their age. You are hiding your age. She been old. You remember Miguel Tejada? You remember Miguel Tejada was hiding his age? Bruh, it's, one day we're gonna have a conversation about a couple people hiding their age. <laughs> about to be the name of this episode, Cash Doll's Miguel Tejada. No, nah, that's not. Um, okay. So Michael Rappaport was 45 years old. You said what? Shabazz Muhammad was 45, speaking at UCLA. Shabazz Muhammad was 45. Now, what was homie who used to play uh, for Oklahoma State, the quarterback? Shit. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, Brandon Whedon. He wasn't he like 25 playing with 16-year-olds. That seemed about right, because Zion, man, he was out there in North Carolina going crazy. I'm like, bro, I know he legit 16 years old, but come on, man. Nah, just that water in South Carolina is different. What's well, the South, bro? It ain't shit to do with eat and work out. Hey, man. Shout, shoot, you know, shout to Zion, bro. He's been balling. What they call him now, the point guard Shaq? He, he, he been playing point four, balling out, but shout to Zion. Wait, so he had the four to one. He's at the four, but he's been bringing up the ball sometimes. Bro, why? They've been letting him just go. They've been, they been letting him just do what he got to do, bro. He's been killing everybody. Hey, I had that idea a couple years ago. I was like, why don't they put him at the one? Bro, imagine him as a pure point guard. Crazy. Yeah, Magic Johnson who? If he was a pure point guard, what you um, going to he fucking Magic Johnson. He like the Super Shredder version of Magic Johnson. He Magic Johnson with the steroids without the sickness. Damn. Come on. <laughs> Magic Johnson got that Steve Rogers serum. That, there you go. Hey, man. I was the only people in the world mosquitoes are scared. That's the only person in the world mosquitoes are scared of. Um... Steve Rogers and Magic Johnson? Nah, Mosquito, Magic Johnson especially. Bro, all right, I got to take about, I think I said this years ago, though. One of my, you know, Banks takes about Magic Johnson having AIDS. Well, what'd you think? He don't got it? Nah, I'm, am I the only person that believes he doesn't? It's been people I've seen said that before. I've heard that before. I believe it, bro, because he just got big, and he just lost his hair, and he started owning Starbucks. And movie theaters. Yeah. Okay, how do I get that? Hey. I don't know. How do I get that sickness to get that? I met actually I actually met Magic Johnson one time. What did he say to you? He was mad cool, actually. Oh I, yeah, that's when you got the DV the game sign. Yeah, I got two K twelve signs. So shout and out to Magic. Like, and then he told the other kids or whatever. He's, he's like, like, he's like, Y'all need to get this. He said, Y'all need some y'all y'all should have y'all should have more of this. See, y'all supposed to get this. Yeah. Not I don't know about the other games, but he got this one. Yeah, that's that was that was the one. Yeah. 
So I, I, yeah, that's when you told me that. See, I got good memory. I just can't remember names. It's the weirdest thing. I got hell of a good memory, but I can't remember people's names. That's all right, man. Because names don't matter. I mean, yeah, in some in some cases, especially Michael Rappaport's name, it means nothing. Man, fuck Michael. Anyway, let's let's get into this bullshit. So, this this Yakub Michael Rappaport, culture vulture, culture vulture Michael Rappaport. You know what's ironic? His Twitter, his Twitter avi is of a uh, one um, Takashi with his face on it. It's I, 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 it's very accurate. It's pretty crazy. Like, y'all know all y'all talking about the stupid ass barbecue. Yeah, there you go. Invite him to the barbecue. He the fucking feds. So, let's get into it. Um, on his Instagram, he put with the location Snake Island. He wrote, as most of you know, I receive threats and disgusting messages daily in caps, but never in my wildest dreams did I think at Easy Money Sniper 1 Kevin Durant would be. I don't know what the caption is, but whatever. Um, do you want, let's let's go into let's go into the let's go into the DMs banks. I, I think we're gonna have a DM breakdown of this here. So let's I read that shit. I was like, bro, did a 12-year-old write this? He wrote. KD seemed deeply on Twitter. Uh, decept- he just well, let's see this. KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA on TNT crew after the game. Damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. He spelled damn it, damn it. Yeah, people tend, include myself, when you go in the DMs, you're not there to, you know, be goddamn Edgar Allan Poe. No, he he tweeted. No, Michael Rappaport tweeted this and said, "Don't do the interview." KD DM'd him on Instagram. And said, "You a bitch." Dot dot dot. Michael Rappaport replied the next day, "Just do the fucking interview, and if you're upset about something they've said, say something." Up there, looking like you were gonna cry and shit. Kevin Durant said, "I did the interview, you dickhead." Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question: yes Wait, or no. Wait, baby daddy who? So. Okay, let me let me. So Michael Rappaport said, "Just do the fucking interview." And if you're upset about something, they've said, "Say they've said, say something." You up there looking like you were gonna cry and shit. KD responded and said, "I did the interview, you dickhead. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better." Chuck who? Charles Barkley. Okay, yeah, I knew he had a problem with Charles Barkley just based on that interview. Yeah, because so you remember that. Answer. Yeah, you remember. You remember that. Yeah. He just said yes or no. He just gave. He did. He he answered the. Uh, he answered that. He did that oh, interview. He did that interview in a way that Greg Popovich will be proud of. Will be proud of. Yes, and then that's when we got that hilarious reaction from Chuck. Yeah, that was so game one too. That was game one of the. This. Yep, literally the beginning of the season. And to continue, Kevin Durant said he gave me two qu- options for that dumbass question: yes or no. So. Following along, somebody said, I don't know why. So, Charles, you remember when KD said, I don't know why they still ask for this idiot's opinion. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, uh, Michael Rappaport put an Instagram story saying, if someone called that easy money sniper an idiot, he would literally cry on TV. So, Kevin Durant says, response says, I heard it all before you, cunt. Chuck <laughs> doesn't. By the way, this is a parental advisory. I'm not repeating this. I don't say this around my people, but I'm just reading what is what is written in his DMs, bro. 
Yeah, you definitely an old white man if you say the C word. Being KD, like, bro, I ain't, I only said that word like twice, and I'm like, yeah, it just don't roll. Yeah, that's, it, that's not part of our vernacular. Yeah. But he said, I heard it all before you, cunt. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck doesn't need you as security, you pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. Let's go. Ugh. Wait, hold on now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's not go, bro. Pause on that, KD. Where are you? Why no, is he? Why I is think, he in like a Call of Duty lobby room, bro? Bro, do you know who we're talking about here? This is Kevin Durant. No, he really might be an incel. Like, bro, that's something that you say on Xbox Live. That combination, he must have had one of his white homeboys say that shit, bro. Yo, honestly, bro, you 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 may have brought up a good point. Like, who talks like that, bro? Kevin Durant might be an incel. Do you think Kevin Durant's an incel? He got burner accounts. What'd that tell you? I mean, you do have a point there. Like, bro, and then the way he's saying it, like, yo, you cunt, you goddamn, you know what, guzzling, like, bro, who says that, bro? Now, I know they talking to certain vernacular from Baltimore, but come on, bro. Or Maryland, wherever you're from. That is true. So for him to say it in that way, like, yo, you don't tell another grown man, yo, pause. That's that's a big pause right there. Tell the grown man, you guys don't what? But you keep going, bro. I just, <laughs> he, he definitely sound like he took 20 sips of Mountain Dew and it's enraged his system. Yeah, he definitely sound like the, 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 uh, the controller wasn't working. Okay. Yeah. So he says, hold on, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading it before. Okay. So what was the last one? Oh, yeah, the guzzling bitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go back and say that. Then he continues, Kevin Durant says, I swear I'm going to spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. He was big mad. I mean, bro, he is like, he's 6'11", 7 feet, so. He just gonna spit down. He, he gonna be he gonna be looking at he, all, he, all this doesn't work. He gonna be looking like Michael Rappaport, like the Street Fighter, like the Street Fighter Alpha Two cover when Akuma's looking down with you. Yeah, uh, all this is very inappropriate phrasing. You went from that to looking down and spitting on people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Then, okay, let's we're, we're just reading this. This is all. This is uh, we're just reading this. All right. So I swear I'm gonna spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. That's what Kevin Durant said to Michael Rappaport, people. And then, in your face, you gotta run the fade, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then let's let's continue. No, he he. There's another six messages left. He said, "Bet your life on it. Meet me on West Seventeenth tomorrow at ten. Or better yet, what's your address? Ten a.m. at Catch Steak on the corner. Meet me there, pussy." Yeah, I like that energy more. But dog, yo. The the fact that he said meet me on West Seventeen, like as if that's the hood. That's in Manhattan, bro. They're gonna call the police ASAP. At Catch Stick, bro. Who goes to who goes to Catch Stick at ten in the morning to go fight? Nah, you go there to go get goddamn blueberry or organic muffin, bro. Well, bro, how you how you want to go fight at Catch Stick? That's crazy. I know that that's in Manhattan too. That's how you know he mad as hell. 
I don't even think I don't know where that goofy stay at. I think he stay in LA, Michael Rappaport. So oh, him telling him to meet him in his own area is crazy. Well, I don't know. I don't give a fuck what Michael Rappaport stay. Fuck him anyways, but well, no, we got we gotta say it so KD can find him easily. Cause I'm like, bro, you if you if he weighed thousands of miles away, you better get on that private jet to LA. You ain't doing shit. You gotta have some Malibu anyway. Listen, Michael Rappaport really Michael Rappaport thinks he's down because he did higher learning and because of the, the uh, Tribe Called Quest documentary. Bro, but the thing is, hold on for a second. The, why are people giving him a pass for doing higher learning? Like, he was a skinhead. You see, that's the thing. I didn't give him a pass. I'm just saying people be giving him a day. No, not you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, he was in a movie with Legends, but he shot two Legends. Exactly. Bro, he shot Tyra Banks. Yo, punk it. Get your pussy ass up out of here, bro. You ain't shoot Tyra Banks fine ass. And she from Inglewood. Man, fuck Michael Rappaport. Yeah, the movie with Buster, Buster Rhymes and Q. Of course, Q. His ass got a, a Napoleon complex. He be mad in every movie. He's ready to turn up from the beginning, him and Buster. Word. Yeah, you remember when Buster Rhymes would, uh, was, would beat Michael uh, Myers' ass in Halloween uh, 2000? Yeah, that's a shoot. What I say the other day about Buster Rhymes, bro, you see how he used social media? That tell you his age and his mindset. <laughs> like all the all the old heads that really know how to do Instagram, they find like old ass pictures. They wish yeah. everybody happy C day. Like bro. Yeah. Happy birthday, King. Beloved. Because he, he deep, yeah, he deep like he was in his five percent of bad, but he he knee deep in that shit now as an older person. Yeah, no, he's he's super into it, but he's still ready for war. Like yeah, like, and every time I read his captions, I just hear his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buster Rhymes need to do like a children's book or something. Brad, that's called a a horror novel. Why would you want to do that to kids? Why? What's that? Are you, are you thinking about that tweet? That's it's Goosebumps. Goose Imagine Buster Rhymes reading <laughs> Goosebumps. Yeah, woo ha! Oh yeah. shit! Nightmares. Now, what's that tweet I sent you about Buster Ron? I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna find that shit again. That shit was funny. He said that video scared him. Oh, I was raised by a single mom growing up, and she knew I was scared of Buster Rhymes. <laughs> so whenever she wanted me to go to sleep, she, <laughs> she would cut off all the lights in the apartment and scream, "Woo ha!" He said, <laughs> "But the next tweet is better." He go, "My little ass used to be like." <laughs> Come on to sleep, <laughs> but no, the next tweet is my little ass used to be like, No, not bus a bus. Yo, that shit is fucking hilarious, bro. That nigga saying it like he the boogie man. I mean, oh my god, it sounds like the boogie man. I actually listened to that song the other day. I mean, it's classic, bro. My favorite album by him is Anarchy. Yeah, I think One Disaster Strikes is, is really good, but he, Buster, I don't think Buster Arms has a classic album, but he has really good albums. He got a classic album. He has classic singles, though. He has classic yeah, albums. He has classic albums. Anarchy is a classic, bro. Yo, how does that happen? You watching this? Yeah, I'm seeing this bullshit. Oh! Yo. Wow. 
Yeah, we were, we still watching UCLA game and OT. Yo, I, yeah, I'm sorry, yo. We we got really we we still in KD Michael Rappaport, but Gonzaga UCLA just went absolutely crazy. This is this is probably the best. This is probably the best game of the tournament for the men's. Yeah, absolutely. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't watching a national game with Gonzaga. In it. You know, being Gonzaga Baylor should be should be good. I'll tune into it, but I think being you know. UCLA were fourteen point underdogs in this game, considering how good Gonzaga's been. They were playing defense, though. They were playing defense. Um, they get the putback in the layup, and then he just puts a three up, a fucking prayer that just goes off the backboard and in. I mean, and that was a big move by uh, Johnny Jazang too. And then this dude, you know, you don't want to foul, you don't want to foul Suggs and. Oh man, that's incredible. Yeah, I ain't watching that shit. Yo, what a fucking ending. Fuck this up. Don't give a fuck about no Hannah Morrison. That shit is crazy. Hold on, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to these tweets. I'm gonna go back to these tweets real quick. Alright, so let's get back to KD and Michael Rapp. <laughs> I like how this is the Ranger show you work. We went from Michael Rappaport to Busta Rhymes and kids being scared of Busta Rhymes and shit. No, not Busta Bus. No, not Busta Bus. <laughs> that about to be the title of this episode. No, not Busta Bus. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple titles, but we might have to go with that. No, not Busta Bus is hilarious. All right, so. Uh, so KD in the in the in the saga of this, their DMs, um, Kevin Durant told Michael Rappaport to go fight him at Catch Steak, which is fucking hilarious at ten in the morning. Incredible. So let, let's continue. Uh, Michael Rappaport responded to him eventually. Go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and stop being a fucking puss. I fucking want you go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn. There you go. So we'll 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 tell you we'll tell you we'll we'll get into that. Continuing on, Kevin Durant responds, "You a bitch for even caring about how I do an interview. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention." Damn, bro, he really Trump. Wait, wait. What's wrong with this man, bro? Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass. So now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a joke, you fucking pale cocksucker. Go get some sun. It's wait, hold on. Hold on, let me finish, bro. The next message is go get some sun. It's fucking with your brain, you piece of shit. <laughs> Thanks. Do you hear this? No, why is this man so nasty, bro? He said go get some sun. It's fucking with your brain. He didn't call this man all the time. Fuck- and a pale cocksucker. No, nah, he had this Asian do that, bro. <laughs> no, he did. That was Kevin Durant, bro. He knew it this is. a nasty motherfucker, bro. You love oh, that. shit, bro. This shit is not like it. Yo, do you... This is... I think this was built in, bro. I think Michael Rappaport wanted to be a Nets fan. Like, I think somebody... He said, you know what? Kevin Durant took on the... um. Kevin Durant grabbed the spirit. You know, you know the uh the 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 gif of uh when Go uh is it Goku has it? Please don't kill me, Dragon Ball Z fans. When Goku had the spirit bomb and he just had it all like piled up, ready. I think that was Kevin Durant holding the collective hate and the collective um disdain of Michael Rappaport of millions of people. 
especially millions of black and uh, Hispanic people. Like he held that and was like, "Let me throw this spirit bomb at him." He's a nasty little motherfucker. He hit him with the spirit bomb, bro. And of course, you know how you know how you know how we know Michael Rapport getting his ass kicked in his argument. You know why? Because his response again: go to Brownsville and help the people that need it, goofball. Right now, I said meet up. But at the same time, if he's telling me all this like nasty stuff, I ain't, hey, nah, bro, you good. I don't even want to meet up with you, bro. You, you on some funny shit. So let, let's continue. Because Kevin Durant still has not stopped. Kevin Durant is rich homie Quan. He will never stop going in. I mean, it's a lot of phrasing once again. I promise I will never stop going in. You, it's a lot of phrasing going on. It's I promise. Like- I promise I will never stop going in again. Ask RR. Okay, I'm sorry. Rich, this, the rich, this is not a rich. This is not a rich homie Quan mixtapes podcast. <laughs> you lose me with the rich homie Quan talk. I'm like, hey, bro. Hey, man. That's what, bro. That's what Kevin Durant was doing. No, he was he was acting like he was from where rich homie Quan is. Still and not section, but phrasing, but Atlanta. Still going and reloaded. All right. So yeah. Kevin Durant responds, you go do it, you clown. Good for you. But nobody gives a fuck. Suck a dick. Can't wait to tell you all this in person. Why is this man just horny, bro? <laughs> but then Kevin Durant kept going with five laughing emojis. You called your lawyer like the pussy you are. Ha 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 ha. You couldn't talk Portnoy talking shit. I guess Dave Portnoy, uh, the the other uh, white man from uh, Barstool. Defamation of character and three question marks. After that was six crying, six of the crying, crying emojis. Pussy ass want a lawyer up. Your wife mad as fuck because you're wasting that little bit of money on a lawyer because you can't take a joke. Ha 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 How pussy are you? Your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass. You're probably not lying. That's still crazy though, bro. <laughs> now, granted, um, Kevin Durant got fined fifty thousand dollars for this. He wish his pocket change for him. But you know what? I'm t- I'll t- I eat that fine. That's a little. That's nothing. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely take that, bro. Fifty grand, like. But still, fifty grand for something related outside the NBA, they could just say, "Oh, it's because uh, he's part of the NBA, he's supposed to be professional." I'm like, yeah. I mean, he could have really <clears throat> all this in person, bro. Like, bro, what triggered him to get on his head about this again? An interview? Um, yes, because Michael Rappaport was talking shit about KD because KD basically hit Charles Barkley with the yes or no question, uh, answers. Yeah, but that was like months ago. That was in October. But I guess they somebody pulled. I guess he. I guess he pulled the DMs up. Yeah, Michael Rappaport, bitch ass man. He just hate you know anybody that's better than him. He be talking shit about LeBron for no reason. He's still on that bandwagon of I hate LeBron. Like, bro, this ain't 2011 no more. 2010. Like, man, leave this man alone, bro. Like, do you know how bad it is that you got? You know how bad that you have to get joked on that like barstool sports, considering how fucking alt right them motherfuckers are. Then they're those white boy losers are telling you stay in LA, like, because you look stupid. 
Like they called Michael Rappaport an uncooked sausage link. Hmm. Keep killing that man, call him tasty. That's hilarious. Nick Young, Nick Young called uh, Michael Rappaport, even though fuck Nick Young, um, because he he a weirdo. Uh, he said his Twitter was hacked when he was being misogynistic. Um, we forget about that brother, but he called Michael Rappaport a uh, D-Lo. <laughs> he called him D'Angelo Russell. Oh my God, bro! Damn, bro, he's still mad about that. That young cool woman leaving him. Jeez. Listen, man. Kevin, that was a favor to you, bro. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Um, I'm about to. I'm about to hang up these DMs in my crib when I move. Man, don't put that shit on your wall. You gonna curse your house? <laughs> put this shit in. Put that shit in the. Uh, put that shit in the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh my God, bro. That shit. Like what? Like how do you like, bruh? Why do you like the the thing is Michael Rappaport? Like you think, bruh? This man has mad. Kevin Durant just literally in what he says, "I am me, I do, I do me, and I chill." Like that's what Kevin Durant does. Yeah, people just be fucking with him. He responds because he ain't got nothing but time. Like he just he just play ball and go home. Like he really Kevin Durant is. I mean, I. He a nerd, bro. Like he said, he really just be balling, going home. That's it. Like doing with it, wearing big ass sweaters. That's it, bro. And and wearing the Marvin Gaye beanies. Yeah, he's still in Joe flow, copying Joe whole fucking flow, bro. I know, bro. Joe, Joe, you got Joe got a DMKD about that shit. Like, hey, I did that shit first, Playboy. You know what I mean? Threats he gonna send out to Joe. Joe don't want to deal with that. Nah, I don't know, bro. Joe too violent. He gonna be wanting to fight. Cause Joe gonna make a Joe gonna choke him out with a rug. You know, you know, take two of his beanies and then take one of uh, fucking KD's beanies, combine that shit and choke him out with it. Joe gonna hit him with the rug. Joe gonna choke him out with a rug like Mister Sacco. <laughs> he gonna use <laughs> ether and put that shit on him. Like, yeah. bro, KD don't want the problems, bro. Nah. I think Joe will be with the shits until Katie says something about Pensacola and then Joe gonna fire back. Man, everybody talks shit about Pensacola. Godzilla used one fucking pinky toe and took out Pensacola. Nah, yeah, y'all, y'all crazy, yo. I, <laughs> that shit is wild, bro. They said they turned Pensacola to a pack. I said, oh, man. Come on, man. Send it into a goddamn dime bag, bro. Pensacola ain't that fucking bitch. Pensacola gonna be swimming with the dolphins, bitch. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I fucking use the fire breath. I said you only need to do a little bit of that. He could have just hummed, and that would have got rid of Pensacola. He had to spread that motherfucker down two or three times. Shit, you telling me, bro? That shit was fucking hilarious. But oh man, so Kevin Durant, I respect it. Fuck it, bro. He he took he took on the challenge. He took uh the initiative of millions of people to put Michael Rappaport where he should be. Yeah, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport be at the one he with the shits. He lawyered up for defamation character and Kevin Durant called him out on it like, oh, you pussy. He's just a loud white boy. That's all that motherfucker Michael Rappaport is. A loud white boy from New York, bro. He not from New York. 
from Buffalo, I don't know where the fuck he from. Boston. If he from Boston, I really don't fuck with him. I hate Boston. I never only, been there. Only over there. Only white. Only white boy that uh Brooklyn claims is Chris Mullen. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like shit. There's white people from Brooklyn. Well, now it is, but yeah. Let's see. He was born in New York City, so he was born in Manhattan. This motherfucker grew up on the Upper East Side. Oh, get the man. He, he come from privilege, bro. A different type of privilege than old New York privilege. I'll just say that. Near you know? seven. Listen, man. He's near seventieth in York. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he, he from that area. You know what I mean? He just yeah, yeah, yeah. Banks, you, you, Banks, you, you been in New York? You, you know what's up? Yeah, him and you know Rosenberg. You know they 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 got they that type of white boy where you know I listen to rap, so I could probably say the N word. Type motherfucker. I don't fuck with Rosenberg either. Well, now nah, we don't. Now nah, we don't need to get into that. Uh, we need to talk about Peter Rosenberg, bro. I don't talk about that man. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. I just remember what you said about Chuck D. That was 2014. I don't fuck with you. Yeah, man. So, anyways, let's. Uh, Kevin Durant, thank you. I'm going to say thank you. I don't know if Banks going to say thank you, but I'm going to say for myself, thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. Being a cold player, all that other goofy shit, I don't care about, man. Pull up. Now, nah, he a cold ass player, but I respect it, bro. Somebody respect, somebody got to tell Michael Rappaport. Somebody has to do it. Players, when they're going to start uh, hiring people to run up on people, man, you can't do it. Hire some people, bro. Nah, it's Kevin. Economy, man. Get your brother to do it. KD knew what he was doing. Um, but uh, last but not least, man, uh, Pyru P. Oh, yeah, you can't see it. You said he not Pyru P because Pyru was in uh, Inglewood. But... Yeah, that's in conference, so you probably have family. Pardon, pardon me. Pardon, pardon me, my, my brothers, my California brothers and sisters. Funny thing is, I didn't even know he was, you know, I didn't know he was out here being flamed up and shit until last night. I didn't even know that, bro. Like, I just thought he went to he he didn't go to Morningside. I just thought, you know, what I mean, he went to Inglewood High, balling. Like, damn. I mean, you know, for the most part, if you're from anywhere in LA, like those parts, like where I'm from, Inglewood, all those parts. And if you don't bang, you didn't get put on the set. You still affiliated, bro. Well, so. Inglewood is is Inglewood mostly blood sets. Yeah, but they got they got like a crib. Said though, it's mostly known for bloods. And, like uh, yeah, this is this is our uh, this is the first twenty. I think this is the first episode of twenty twenty one where we're talking about California geography banks. So I appreciate. Yeah, we we need to have more. I, I can't wait to have my my cousins, as I call them, for public enemies, and we're gonna have an episode with Davis because you know we all from California too. So, but they all from up north. So that's well, now we so we need that. Really that's gonna be the one. We need that WrestleMania. I'm telling you, man. WrestleMania next week. We need it. We need a good. We need a good episode. Even though I may be second those stuff, so I may be sick as a dog. But I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna pull through. I ain't gonna be like Paul Pierce asking for a wheelchair. You have to carry me like Joe, like Pippen did Jordan Banks. If he would have ate one of the women, he definitely would have been carried in that wheelchair. We're gonna. We're gonna call. We're gonna call it the uh, Savio Vega Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> I mean, when you get your second shot? Oh, Friday. Friday, I get it in the morning. 
Oh damn, yeah, we definitely gonna have to. I mean, for the man. most part, I heard everybody said like they were straight, but then like the next day they felt that shit. So you might. Hey be man, I'm, I may be sounding like fucking uh. I may be sounding like uh, um, Charles Hamilton vocals, but I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't reference. <laughs> he put out. <laughs> oh, never, I, I'll sing your song. He put out a song uh, or a beat he did recently. And I'm just like, yeah, that that title is problematic. Uh, oh, I will say oh, it will. No. Yeah, I would say get well soon to Charles Hamilton, but it's been about five years now, bro. Oh, I, I can't man. say get well soon mentally because it's been five years, bro. Soon it shouldn't have been back then. Hold on, my fault. I was pulling up the Paul Pierce video because this shit is hilarious. So yeah. let's move forward, man. Paul Pierce, uh, he went on Instagram Live. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He never go with IU like. Yeah, I don't know he what. I don't know if he, I don't know what he's going through, but he decided to go on IG Live and, and like you were saying before, he was smoking, he was drinking, he but got a hair. What'd you say? But we been knew he was blowing trees because he be showing up like blasted. Oh yeah, he be, yeah, he be, yeah, he be on ESPN blaze like a motherfucker. But he, you know, he got a haircut, he had a, uh, he had a um, you know, he had the, the clippers on the on the on the on the office chair with the with the red paisley uh you know flamed up uh barber barber apron admiring his fade while a, a young lady is um shaking ass in the back. He's smoking weed. You said what? I thought it was belly three at first, bro. He's shooting a hype Williams video from the two thousands. Bruh, hold on, I'm gonna play this shit. I don't know if you can hear it, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, who is Monica? Why you saying Matt Sash like that? Oh my God, what is going on? Yeah, the accent is hilarious too. I'm like, bro, like his Wait. he he's always had the LA accent, but you know, hearing it now that he does more interviews is hilarious, bro. <laughs> Yo, the wildest part is that, like, mind you, there's like tw- like ten strippers in there, and they all dancing like Grand Theft Auto and touching him mad slow as shit. But the funniest part, did you see the comment where somebody, some horny man wrote, where, where's Ra- where Rachel Nichols at? Yeah, that's expected. Uh, did Paul Pierce say anything to that? Uh, I haven't heard anything. Hmm. I have, I have not seen anything. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he like, nah, bro. I don't know how ESPN gonna respond to anything he's done, but you know, if he would have definitely said something about Rachel Nichols, he probably would have been out of here. 
that's the main thing. Maybe he about to get fired or maybe he quit ESPN, so he's doing this. But at the same time, it's not like he's playing a sport, but it is part of Disney, so. Like, bro. I think the main, the biggest problem is he's smoking, but at the same time, it is California, too. Mind you, there were only 300 people recording that Instagram live, so some, some fucking deviant was recording that shit, which is hilarious. But it's probably like thousands now. Like, it, it, it's it's trending. It wasn't going crazy, but, you know, still, I don't think I don't think ESPN or Disney has a problem. With it. <laughs> so, somebody said that Paul Pierce was showing them strippers on like they were new shoes. He was, bro. I mean, <laughs> one, of them, one of them was hella thick. I ain't gonna hold. This man was admiring his fade. He was admiring the fade. He was hitting the blunt. He was drinking. He was asking the woman no, where they're from. Yeah, like he didn't even meet them personally. It's just like somebody said, he was like, his barber was like, I'm about to come get you a cup, but you want some strippers with it? It's like an added bonus. Yeah, I'll give you like a $500 tip if you bring them. He was asking and the for whole, Monica. I'm like, damn, is he married? He was asking for Monica. Yeah, I want to know who this Monica is. I'm like, you know. Because he was really saying you need to be out here making some money. Who is this Monica and why should she be making money? How does she look, Mr. Pierce? Instead of, instead of finding Forrest, I was finding Monica. Man, shit. Maybe they really do love him like that. Maybe Draymond Green was wrong. Maybe they really do love him like that. Maybe he is going to get the Kobe retirement farewell tour. Because he got that money, that's why. But that's just... I, oh, my God, bro. And then you got to think, too. He in Calabasas, bro. Which is like the nice part, even though it's a lot of rappers and shit moving out there. Uh, Blueface stayed in Calabasas, so that should let you know a lot. Uh, he doing his own personal. Yo, they're going to do something Yo. in Calabasas, bro. Yo, somebody said, you know what's funny? What if Paul Pierce was literally, is literally Blueface? Li- that Paul Pierce I Instagram Live is like a Blueface midlife crisis I Instagram Live. Yeah, bro. Like they about to do something about the Calabasas community because. Niggas out here got strippers coming through, fighting and shit. Like, yo. Niggas got music playing loud. I'm paying two to five million dollars or more for a house. Nah, bro. I'm about to be the, on the community team. The funny thing was Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill tweeted it where he's like, damn, you should have you should have pressed close friends, buddy. <laughs> Low key, bro. Bro, imagine right. that. Bro, like, think about that. Imagine that was supposed to be his IG live for his close friends, and he was probably so smacked and with all that stripper juice on him that uh, he forgot to put that shit on. I don't believe it. And he probably didn't even know how to do all that. He like, you can do that? Like, bro, I never heard of him. I didn't even know he had an IG, let alone know how to use IG live. So it probably was meant to be that way, but he was like, all right, because, you know, Paul Pierce be having goofy moments. And he been getting sunned lately on ESPN as well for all the LeBron slander. Jalen Rose got on your head like, bro, you a Hall of Famer. Jalen Rose was a good player, and he getting on your head, bro. One of these things is not like the other. He was really calling Monica, man. He was calling, yeah, he, was call, he, he, he was calling Monica like Fable called Barbara and tied it up. No, he was calling Monica like. Barbara! He was out here calling Monica like Ja Rule was in Fast and the Furious. 
Monica! No! No! Bruh, I can't. Yo, I was looking, I'm like, nah, no way. And then, bruh, he just was in the whole video, all up in the video. Bruh, I mean, how long is the video, actually? There's only a 45-second clip of it. <laughs> what if he was only on IG Live for 45 seconds? I mean, I don't know, but, I mean, he was wildin'. Yeah, I'm about to go on his IG and find out who this Monica is, because that's hilarious. This man Banks doing fucking in- investigating. I mean, you know, journalists, that's what I do. Find out. Bruh. Well, I'm going to look for that shit. I'm going to send this to you right now. It's only 45 seconds. That's, that's, that's the shit I played you, but. Dog. I can't even, bro. It's funny because I haven't heard anything either. Like anything about ESPN, nothing. Like I'm literally Googling this uh, shit. I think they like, all right, bro. Just don't do it again. That's all I can think of. But for Paul Pierce to really do that, bro, it's hilarious. Like, he really was getting a haircut. Had the Grand Theft Auto strippers. He he didn't have his favorite one. He was like, where's Monica? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was more sad about that. You, I think you've seen the paint. If you're playing it right now, you'll probably see the paint in his eyes when he was like, damn, Monica ain't here. Yeah, I'm about to look him up. Yeah, he, he came to the self-realization. No, she's not here. Yeah, bro. Because this is something you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, man. He was like, damn, where's Monica? Supposedly, somebody tried to say his wife was. I was like, bro, his wife was not that fucking thing, man. I find it hard to believe. But. Well, now she found out about it. So she was out of town. That's why he tried to do this. I mean, he was trying to be, he was trying to be incognito and it didn't work out. Motherfucker was doing that, like, he was doing that shit, shit like a bingo hall or whatever he was doing that shit at. I don't know where he was doing all of that, but, hey. Shout out to, shout out to, uh, I mean, no, you know, I'm not saying shout out to Paul Pierce, bro, because it's still, it's still, eh, Paul Pierce. But, I mean, I guess he did what he was supposed to do. I don't know, bro. I mean, shout him out, bro. He from Inglewood now. You can shout him out. I'm from New York, and that man played for Boston. I ain't shouting out no fucking Paul Pierce. Couldn't couldn't be me. Nah, your wife would go crazy, but apparently he don't care. I don't think he does. He was he he was literally living out the hangover. Man, he's still celebrating like the rest of the Celtics from that 08 title. They be treating that shit like they won a dynasty. Dog, do we oh my god, bro. I be saying I say that shit all the time about them. Like, bro, y'all really act like y'all won three in a row when y'all had got one through and went to the finals one year and you lost the next year. 
Like I'm tired. Of, I actually am tired of them. Like and I and I feel you know because you know KG is a great player, but Paul them cats celebrate that shit like as if they won. They act like they won three in a row. And that shit pisses me off. Like I'm not gonna hold you. Right, and he's still celebrating that. Maybe Monica was the the water girl or some shit. Yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe Monica was who he's supposed to celebrate the uh, celebrate the uh, the championship with. Right. He was looking for he was looking for Monica like uh he was looking for I don't know, bro. Monica, wherever you are, Paul Pierce is looking for you. Right. Come through, Monica. <laughs> Come through, Monica. <laughs> no, Monica. <laughs> I think that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> is it? Is it come through? What was the other one? Come through, Monica. Uh, <laughs> meet me at Catch Steak, pussy. No, nah, I'm playing. Yeah, no, nah, nah, that would be well. Uh, cash dog. Something about cash dog. Nah, Kevin Durant, bruh. Bruh, that Paul Pierce shit was still funny, bruh. It is rare to watch the full video. I just saw a little bit of it. But yeah. Is that it? I think that's I think that's everything. I think that's I think we covered everything. Okay, bet. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh you know, we we got to do the WrestleMania edition, wrestling edition, and we should have those guests. It seemed like it's a go. So, you know, I confirmed with them on hey, Monday. Man, how, Vince, how many people do you have coming to the show, honestly? Uh, Just two. All right, bet. All right, nah, because I was like, damn, you got eight motherfuckers. I told you, we're going to call it the Savio Vega Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, no, I only got two. I just, I'm just thinking That's about, lit. you know. What else I got to do this week? I mean, even though I'm focused on this right now, I'm just like, bro, nah. shit. Nah, I know you're a busy man, bro. You, this man be, uh, Banks is the busiest man in podcasting. You know, I ain't trying to put myself over, but I'm starting to realize that, I mean. Nah, man. Know. Nah, man. Put yourself over, brother. You're not David Arquette. Shit. Come on, man. I need my ready to rumble. You do not need no fucking ready to run with, bro. I ain't go. I, I, you my guy, but I, I would never do a finger poke of doom to, to. You ain't doing a finger poke of doom to put yourself over. You working hard, bro. That match. I mean, that not match, but that uh movie. That's a classic. Ready to rumble was. <laughs> ready to rumble was a classic. Kid, I watched that a couple months ago. That's still a classic. Fucking David Arquette, man. It's alright. AEW's gonna uh AEW will do that in about six months. Oh yeah, they're gonna have him win the uh TNT title. He's gonna give Cody Rose cool. color. What actor what act do you think what act do you think gonna win the uh the the TNT title? Mini me. Mini me. <laughs> Isn't he dead, bro? This is episode uh fourteen. Oh my god. <laughs> they gonna give it to Michael Rappaport. Fuck yeah. Hey, man. In that instance, Cody hey. Rose, make him bleed. And I don't like Cody Rose either. It's fucking the battle of the dweebs. The battle of the dweebs. That's Fuck. hilarious. Dweeber, slam, slamber dweebs. Yeah, fucking just give it to him, man, at that instance. But hey, yeah. Man. 
Volume episode 14, man. Show your work. Another one. Banks, state, uh, state your plugs. I don't know where you can follow you. Follow me at Banks No Rest 2, B A N K S N O R E S T 2 on uh, all social medias. I hate Instagram, but I'm here, so I got to stop complaining about Instagram because I do have to use it. Man, I'm finna delete my shit. I ain't gonna hold your banks. Instagram got really fucking boring. Instagram got really bad. I know. I, I really, really want to, bro. It just turned into ad, it turned into like an ad marketplace. I'm just like, bro. Even though I don't follow nobody, you follow me. I really don't follow anybody on that shit. But still, I'm just like, bro, I don't need this. But anyways, yeah, I'm man. F- now it's too late. I gotta promote and all this other shit. So, but yeah, I use true. the right way. I don't be on while and I get in, get out. So I don't really be tripping. I'll be signed out most of the time. Nah, that's a fact. Um, yeah, man. Follow, follow me at who is original. W H O I S O R I G I N E L. Uh, shout out to my guy. Banks, we did another one next week. We're gonna do. I mean, I if they, you know, we'll probably talk about the both the women and men NCAA championships. You know, if anything interesting does happen in the world of sports, because you know, anything can ha- anything can happen at any minute. But mm-hmm. um, next week we'll have more of a, it's gonna be more about WrestleMania because you know it is the. It's like Christmas for us wrestling fans, you know what I mean? And we got two nights, so and a lot of good matches, man. I mean, there's a really one. Do you know before we did? There is it really isn't one bad match on the card. I think. I would you agree? Would you think nah, man, not really? I mean, Bad Bunny versus the Miz, but it's Bad Bunny, so I'm a stand. I'm standing my Puerto Rican, uh, my fellow Puerto Rican. Yeah, I wanna uh... piss. I know he pissing them white people off talking about Bad Bunny. Who? Fucking corn. Who? And I used to listen to Corn, so y'all need to shut the fuck up. Uh, Justin Kenny Cutter. G, who? That's what Justin Cutter was saying. Justin Cutter was like, oh, man, y'all got to put Stained on there, WrestleMania. It's like, sir, this is 2021. Man, oh, he's 61 years old. He couldn't do a cinematic match. He said his body hurt. Motherfucker, you 61? That's just incredible, bro. Out of all people. But hey, man, we're going to talk about WrestleMania next week, most definitely, and whatever's going on in sports, but... Okay, stay tuned, keep it locked. Follow us, rate, like, subscribe. If you have any feedback, holler at us, man. We open to all and every feedback. You know, keep the numbers going. We appreciate y'all. And we'll at y'all next week, man. Stay safe, wear a mask. Stay in the crib, even if you're double vaccinated. Put on two masks, man. And yeah, bro. Y'all stay up. Peace.